0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out Episode 508. Unfortunately, this past week, Tracy Smothers passed away at the age of 58. Uh he competed in a bunch of companies, WCW, WWE, and uh for me, most memorable ECW. Uh, I liked Tracy with the the FBI, him being from Nashville, Italy, just worked. <laughs> um, he was a true veteran of the wrestling industry and gave back to the young talent all over the independent scene ever since the the close of ECW. Uh he worked matches against a lot of big names of today, r Truth, CM Punk, Ricochet, Chris Hero, so many more. I believe he even trained Daniel Bryan, uh Brian Kendrick, Molly Holly, Edge tweeted out a story about how Tracy took him and Christian under his wing when they were trying to tour the the Southern United States, when Mm -hmm. they were breaking into the business, he drove them around, made sure that they had places to sleep and just passed on his knowledge of the business to the younger generation. Mm -hmm. Uh, We extend our condolences to Tracy's family to his friends, and we would like to pay tribute to him with a 10-bell salute. By pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome ladies and gentlemen to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 508. I'm your host Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161 as well as on Instagram. I'm joined here by Dave. You can follow him at Rave underscore MO. Chris will be joining us in a bit at Chris Sweendog. Collectively we are Marking out at MarkinOut, MarkinOut.com, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkinOut, YouTube.com slash MarkinOut11, Facebook.com slash uh, I Apple Music, or not Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, etc. You know the drill by now. And if you're new, then just go to markingout.com and enjoy. Spotify. Uh, but as I said, I'm Brandon. I'm joined here by Dave. Dave, how you doing?
1: Hey, 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 I'm doing great. How's everything with you?
0: It's awesome as always. Uh, how hey, was that's your... that's pretty sweet. How was your week? Yeah, pretty sweet, bro. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool story, bro. <laughs> um, My week was a good week.
1: I had a good week. I feel like every week, because of everything, it just go- goes by so quickly. Um, I think maybe it's just because of how busy I've been and everything, but I feel
0: like it's the year has
1: common yeah, we're, we're dot, like a like we're it's...
0: like a thousand weeks into this and you've still yet to do any home cooking right um about that, about that. <laughs> well i don't so, understand what do you eat i don't understand no, where's do, your food coming from fish, mostly disgusting ugh
1: Most, mostly fish you know i uh, i i actually put some feta cheese on my fish the other day and cooked that up that was pretty good
0: um, yeah
1: uh... yeah But what about you? What about your week?
0: Not much. I made a new casserole dish that I had not made before. It was just meat. And I say meat because I mixed beef and and turkey, chopped turkey meat with uh, noodles, meat and noodle cheese casserole gimmick. It was good. I'm going to attempt to do like, you know how they make baked ziti pizza or not?
1: Uh, I yes, yes, I've seen pictures.
0: I'm going to maybe attempt to do that, but with this noodle casserole, because there's so much left over. So.
1: All right, that works. Cooking with Brandon 15?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so no. at all, but I really, I didn't do much this, this week. Uh, there was a lot of professional wrestling on, a lot of sports entertainment, which we could just like kick off with, right now, Hell in a Cell results we could talk about? Yeah,
1: uh, I think we should definitely go right into Hell in a Cell. On kick... the... Yeah, go Yeah, on. on the kickoff show, started off with our truth picking up a victory over Drew
0: Gulak. Uh um... Which was a nice little fun match. Gulak, at the beginning of the match, punted little Jimmy, <laughs> which I thought was funny.
1: <laughs> I, I, I always... I love that they brought back Little Jimmy into everything.
0: Yeah, because at one point, R-Truth had said Little Jimmy was in prison, so. Ah, I forgot about that. Good to see that he's released and doing good for himself. (laughs) But Lucha House Party and Akira Tozawa run down afterwards. They chased R-Truth. They did not catch him as far as the actual pay-per-view goes. The first match, it opens up with Roman Reigns... Defeating Jay Uso to retain the Universal Championship in an I Quit Hell in a Cell match. And when they announced that that was opening, I was like, oh, that sucks. That means Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre are definitely going to be close to the pay-per-view. I thought there was no way in hell Sasha and Bayley were going to be close in the, the, the pay-per-view. but You know, um, I...
1: I'm really happy that the pay per view opened
0: up with Reigns versus Jay. This was a fun match. I was the, I think honestly, one of the only things that I was mainly disappointed with, and I think you were on the same page as me, they weren't using the microphone to check if the person quit or not. Oh, that was so annoying and awful because it led to the referee
1: asking a million times over and then kind of like he was forcing the quit onto the yeah, opponent
0: yes it was like it was very uh entrapment police videos when you watch those when they're uh, detective works like uh making a murder the kid admits to, to killing the person even though they're like forcing it onto him mm-hmm. that's what it <laughs> yeah. like forcing him to say i quit yeah for sure uh i liked the addition of a strap being used we we have we don't really see that often and for a split second when he took it out, I thought it was a snake. I was like, what the hell is going to happen here? <laughs> but I, and I don't think, I don't know if we've seen a strap inside of a Hell in a Cell before. But we saw the referee go to call the match at one point. Roman Reigns throws him out of the ring. Adam Pearce, Jamie Noble, Pat Buck, and the referees run down to check on Jay Uso. They try to get Roman Reigns to stop, but he continues the attack. Jimmy finally runs down. Stops Roman Reigns from using the steps on him, but Roman Reigns, uh, maybe in like the best wrestling audition to Hollywood ever, starts breaking down, crying real tears. I thought that was great. Uh, And then he choked Jimmy out, leading to Jey Uso quitting on behalf of Jimmy's to let Jimmy stop being choked.
1: I thought it was genius. I thought that this was a great match, and it was a lot of fun. And I, I, what did you think about the entire aspect of Roman Reigns uh, crying? I thought it was great. I thought that it was an awesome little um, additive. I liked the aspect where he was over. What was it? He was over Jimmy, and he had his hand and every, or over Jay, and he had his hand and everything like that. And it was just brought you into it. I loved it.
0: Yeah, and then after the match we saw him just leave the the cage and he's greeted at the top of the ramp by his father, Sika, and his uncle Afa, the wild Samoans, which was just like damn. Yeah, that they, was
1: unexpected.
0: Yeah, I was not expecting that at all. And they're like they're the heads of the the family just the just letting Roman Reigns know that he's the the guy. Yeah. Uh after that we saw Elias perform which I bought his new album that they're touting is is just four songs. It's an EP, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm enjoying it. Uh, but he it, that, that one song that he performed was actually pretty good. Was it Amen not, or something?
1: Um, not on the pay per view. I think no, it was, no, it was on
0: on, on Monday Night Raw. It would have been Raw.
1: Yeah, that was actually catchy.
0: I think it was Amen. I'm going in
1: where he had or lead lead me back. home. Maybe it was lead me. Had, I think it was with lead the me female home. Backup singers.
0: Yeah, I think that was lead me home.
1: Yeah, that was pretty catchy.
0: He has uh, amazing grace, a cover of amazing grace, but instead of the tune of amazing grace, it's House of the Rising Sun. Mhm. So that's a that's a cool little additive. Uh but okay. Elias defeats Jeff Hardy via disqualification uh because Jeff Hardy hit Elias with the the guitar. Um, um I don't understand why you
1: know, I don't understand why he decided to use the guitar. In all of this,
0: <laughs> it's weird. Know? Like, I'm watching this match on the pay-per-view. I was like, I could have just seen this on SmackDown. And I was like, wait a minute. They're both on Monday Night Raw now. They, I, we could, I could have just done without this match. Yeah. After that, we saw Miz defeat Otis to win the Money in the Bank briefcase. Absolutely heartbreaking. John Morrison gets thrown from ringside and behind the referee's back like, hey! Okay. <laughs> Nails <laughs> Otis oh, with man. the money in the bank briefcase. Otis then uh, loses. Um, I feel awful for Otis. First he loses
1: his girl. Now he you, loses his best friend. I mean, I don't understand why. Otis seems like he would have been so much fun with cashing in and everything.
0: Yeah, um... And then, and it's like instantly you're like, oh, okay, Randy Orton's definitely going to win later and Miz is going to cash in on Randy Orton. That not to jump ahead didn't happen. But we saw the Miz being interviewed afterwards, followed by Tucker, and Tucker said that he did everything for the team. He carried the team. And then yeah. Otis proceeded to attack them. But that was super disappointing. I'm... I am though okay with Miz holding that briefcase if he's going to become champion. It's still it's baffle baffling to me that he, Miz has only had the championship once.
1: That is crazy, you
0: because know, he's I'm, been he's been in the WWE for so long now and a, a pretty major player, I would say.
1: Uh, yeah, he's always been pretty prominent. Um, I uh, hey, you know i I think it sucks that Otis lost the briefcase. Because I think a lot of us were really looking forward to him with the briefcase, but the thing was, it, I it just. I and
0: don't now know. I want to know does go though, but like does does Miz? Yeah, first of all, Tucker and and Otis are on two different brands. That's, um,
1: yeah, that's that is true. They're on two but different
0: but brands. Does Miz have a year to cash in from when he won the briefcase, or does he still have the year from Money in the Bank pay per view? Probably the pay per view, right? I would go from the pay-per-view, no? I I would assume so. But 10 years to the exact date of his last cash-in was... Or his first and only cash-in, I guess, would have been Survivor Series this year. He did it on a Monday Night Raw, cashed in on Randy Orton. And now Randy Orton's champion 10 years later. Same date, coming at Survivor Series, so... I'm you know, always a fan of, like, same dates. I think that's
1: really neat, and it stinks, because you have a lot of people saying that they think that that they're not happy that Orton and Miz are in the scene right now.
0: Yeah, and I saw that, some it, people say, like, I woke up out of a coma 10 years ten, ten years later. What's going on in WWE? Exactly, and that's <laughs> one of the things I, I don't really get, because they they're great at what they do also what, it's what been it, to do? like i said though it, i randy orton has been champion in somewhat recent history but not as recent as like i don't think in the past five years that could be a mistake but Miz oh. was champion 10 years ago or, yeah or I maybe don't... nine years ago that was it it'd be a lot different if like but even still, though, I could see that because, like, I don't want to see Goldberg as champion, but Randy Orton can still work. Randy Orton well, can still work. That's like my whole, my whole thing is, what do they expect?
1: All right, so we called up um, Otis. I mean, not Otis. Um, Keith Lee. Keith Lee's in there. Matt Riddle's in there. Oh, I'm sorry, you know, it's just wh- Riddle
0: now. Yeah, just Riddle. I don't know like, if you. I don't know if you got that memo. Not at all. His name is now literally just Riddle. <laughs> that's <laughs> changed effective immediately today i believe but that's the thing i i don't understand how
1: you can be saying that some of these wrestlers are getting a fair chance when they're there i mean nxt has to be built up yes they have talent on nxt but you don't want to take everything from nxt and uh lose what nxt has that magic i mean, randy orton and miz what else are you going to do with them? these are great wrestlers oh, well for they one always... send them to nxt that's <laughs> okay but even still, they're always entertaining, and one and they are also
0: reliable. I can't say Randy Orton is always entertaining because I am like not always. For the past month, it's or past like three months or so, it's been like, oh god, I I want nothing to do with Randy Orton. Okay, he was but- he was hot in January, February came, WrestleMania happened, and then it's like. Yeah, but even still,
1: what do you expect? I mean, you can't bring up every single guy in NXT and say, "Hey, uh, here's a championship ring." It doesn't work like that, right? It but catch. it's
0: but it it's not. It doesn't not work like that. Uh, what it, do you mean? It like it could work like that if given the right opportunities and the right circumstances. I think they're booking <laughs> Keith Lee stupidly. I don't know if stupidly is a. What do you mean? Why, why don't we you saw like- Keith Lee debut that what worked about Keith Lee is that he was a good worker and he debuts on the main roster, they change his music, which was fine. Uh, his music prior was fine, and they make him do outfit after outfit after outfit and I have can only assume it's because of his weight. I can only assume. Mm-hmm. so it's like right then and there it's like every week he shows up in a different outfit what what does that do for a character the one bad
1: thing that they have that they did was change his theme song everything else that they're doing with Keith Lee I'm a fan of I don't
0: I know like, I, I just like, I'm, I don't need to see Keith Lee versus uh, granted it's not happening right now but Keith Lee versus Braun Strowman was just like difficult to get through for me
1: I you know what I think that it's great for Keith Lee because he is uh, Braun Strowman is like the giant the monster among men if Keith Lee's able to take him down and everything like that it's only showing that Keith Lee is just as much of a monster yeah on but Braun
0: Strowman isn't what Braun Strowman was I don't think so I think he's still a, a Braun Strowman the
1: man among mm. men a monster among men and everything I think he's still larger than life in the in the ring I don't know I mean look at him on Raw Underground and stuff like that But I still think that you can't expect to bring up so many NXT people and expect
0: to toss them right in there. It's going to take time to build up. The next match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, Sasha Banks defeats Bayley to become the new champion. Uh, I thought this was the match of the night. I don't know how you thought about this, what you thought about this, but I... And I saw a lot of people comparing it saying like, oh, this might have been better than NXT TakeOver Brooklyn and and Respect, but mm-hmm. I could say it was probably better for me than TakeOver Respect, but not, I, I don't think anything is going to top Brooklyn for me. I think that this match was phenomenal. It was a lot of fun. It had a little bit of everything. It was hard hitting. I thought the, the kendo stick spots with the cage steps and the, the cage and the steps I thought were really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha's neck injury being worked into it. I thought was, was good. Um, Sasha banks hitting Bailey with the Bailey to belly makes sense. Um, the, the, the chair being wrapped around Bailey's neck. While Sasha Banks had the bank statement on, while she was stomping Bailey's hand to win, I thought was great. It was like, minus the chair at least, but that was like, in my mind, a call back to Brooklyn where she, Bailey had a hurt hand and she had the bank statement locked on Bailey then and, and stomped her hand. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I just thought it was such a good match. I thought, I wish this was the main event. I wish this match didn't even happen, by the way, because I would have liked to have seen it like even bigger on a bigger stage. And, uh, I feel like we still could have gotten there to a hell in a cell, even if it was that like WrestleMania or something. Uh But I, I thought this match was, was great. Mm Mm-hmm. Earlier in the night, we saw Mustafa Ali cut a promo and then challenge the Hurt Business to a one-on-one match. And he gave MVP his choice of who would be in the match, who they'll face. Lashley steps up and they pick Slapjack for the United States Championship. They they up the ante. Obviously, Lashley was winning. Uh, Retribution attacked Lashley afterwards, though. That uh, that led to uh, the Hurt Business to run out. And then Ali ran away. He scurried away. I would have liked to have seen Slapjack actually win the United States Championship. But I didn't think that was going to happen at all. I'm surprised that you thought that Slapjack was actually going to win. I literally just said I didn't think that at all.
1: I mean, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. I totally... Why did
0: you think he was going to win?
1: No. I'm so so infuriated with everything with Slapjack and with Slapjack and Slam Jam and all of it and Slim Jim. And I'm so annoyed with Retribution and what they're doing. Uh, These people... It's like they you want us to take them seriously, yet
0: week after week they lose. But like Ali said, it's not about the wins or losses, it's about the chaos they cause. No, no, Ali is absolutely incorrect.
1: <laughs> it is totally about the wins and losses, and especially when they're This isn't AEW, chaos.
0: wins and losses don't matter here. No, but then what...
1: What chaos? If, if, if that was that the case, Dave,
0: if that was, if wins and losses mattered here, then look where Natalia would actually be. She has the most wins, I think, of all the women in, in WWE, maybe history. Well, then it's a
1: good thing we don't go based off of wins and losses. And like Mustafa Ali, it doesn't matter about that. It's just, it's all about the chaos.
0: Main event of the evening saw Randy Orton defeat Drew McIntyre to become the new WWE champion. Uh, Randy Orton attacked Drew McIntyre Before the match began From behind Mm -hmm. Dressed I guess I don't know what he was dressed as He had uh, a hoodie and and sweatpants on He was going with that uh, security look again. Yeah he was wrestling in sweatpants Did uh, Angel Garza's gimmick at one point But couldn't get his pants off (laughs) Um, But 20 minutes into the match Orton finally clips the, the, the lock Open the chain Climbs on top of the cage mcintyre eventually joins him up there uh and they he goes flying off of the side of the cell through the commentary table so now
1: this spot i love this spot and you're gonna dis- you're gonna disagree a bit but i think that this should have been an rko spot could I... the way so the reason so the reason why i think that is because the way that Randy Orton was reaching across his body towards, I believe he was reaching for his hands. Yeah, but then Randy uh, would have had to, to have bumped. What's that?
0: Randy would have had to have bumped too.
1: Of course, yeah. Randy would have had to bump too. But he was reach, he was using his right arm to reach across for Drew McIntyre's right hand. And with that set up, that kind of like turning position, I was expecting him to latch onto the RKO and then just
0: jump off with it. I thought it would have been funny if, uh, while Randy Orton was on top of the cage and McIntyre was in the ring, Miz came out to cash in and like took McIntyre out and somehow won while Randy Orton like basically screws himself on top of the cage. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, McIntyre eventually he hits a a Claymore, misses the final Claymore he went for. Randy Orton hits an RKO to win the WWE championship. Mm-hmm. end of pay-per-view. I thought, what do you think that should have closed? Do you think Roman Reigns and Jay should have closed? Do you think Bailey and Sasha should have closed? No, I, I think that the way that they had it all lined up, it
1: was perfect in my opinion. I, I... love that they opened with Reigns. I like that they had the heel turn stuff with Otis going to the middle. I like that after that, you had the Bailey and Sasha. Yeah. Then you had the match with Lashley and then it went, took it home with Orton. I think, I thought it was a great, uh, Put to- great put together
0: why what did you think I like I said before I thought Bailey and Sasha should have closed it was the bigger storyline in my opinion
1: I don't know I, had, I don't know if I would have taken that put it that as the uh, that's literally the, the, the
0: longest reigning storyline in WWE right now mm-hmm, longest mm-hmm. running I should say at least longest interweaved and in what when what not
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: but that was hell in a cell.
1: Hold on, hold on, Braden. I have to, I have to just say this, okay? So before we, let's get into some Monday Night Raw.
0: Monday Night Nitro. That was a terrible segue. Oh, totally terrible. Definitely terrible had, segue. I
1: had to get it in there before you, uh, you went for it.
0: Drew McIntyre <laughs> opens up Monday Night Raw and says that he's going to be champion again. Miz and Morrison cut him off, McIntyre ends up taking both of them out uh, at first, and then Miz finally saves John Morrison, so I guess, I, I don't know, is McIntyre going to be like feuding with them now? Or he's going to still continue um, with Randy Orton, I guess, but yeah, but Miz I... and, and Morrison will be sprinkled in? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. AJ Styles cut a promo before his match questioning why he even has to fight for a spot on the Survivor Series team and said that he himself should be captain. But he went on to defeat Jeff Hardy to be added to the team. Uh, I thought Jeff Hardy was going to win this. But Elias Elias uh, smashes a guitar afterwards on Jeff Hardy. So that feud is continuing. Yeah, I I don't understand why. I, I wish I don't know.
1: I'm gonna say that's lazy booking with that.
0: Well, I mean, they had their feud basically started on SmackDown without actually starting due to Sheamus hitting him with a car and blaming Jeff Hardy. <laughs> so I, uh, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I
0: have no other like explanation for that whatsoever. But. Uh, we saw Lucha House Party defeat Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. R-Truth came out during this, and they all tried to win the 24-7 championship. Uh, I don't know how R-Truth hitting Akira Tozawa wasn't a disqualification here. Mm-hmm. But, hey, Lucha House Party with a victory. <laughs> um, You know, I'm good
1: with this being a Lucha House Party victory and i correct me if i'm wrong but is what's his face um kalisto is he still with
0: them or out of them uh according to their entrance video he is and there he's, was no payoff there with him and lindsay arguing because they went to separate brands he's out or? no he's still on the titan tron so All right, So So I don't know, I mean, it's like a New Day situation here, but it wasn't really focused on, it wasn't really mentioned whatsoever, so... Mm -hmm. We saw Keith Lee interviewed, and uh, he mentioned how the next time he faces Braun, which means he's going to be facing Braun again... Yes,
1: I know. He's
0: going to be showing Braun who the real monster is, and then he went on to defeat Elias to be added to the Survivor Series team... Jeff Hardy's music played during this match and Keith Lee took advantage of that which was super annoying because because Keith Lee is not somebody who needs a victory like that. That just goes to show you that like that goes back to what I was saying before with that they're screwing up the way the, that he's booked.
1: Mm-hmm. Keith Lee
0: is a monster. Why did he need Jeff Hardy's music to distract Elias to then take a victory?
1: Okay. Hello. I
0: yes. I agree
1: with you on that. I think that the distraction victory is lame. We do not need a distraction victory. But let it play out. Let's see what happens.
0: What do you mean let it see what happens? It was well, his distraction victory. It was for it was for Jeff Hardy and, and Elias. It's because Elias. afterwards I Jeff know, Hardy I mean, returned he hit I mean,
1: Elias over the back with the guitar. Yeah, but I mean, like, let's see what happens with Elias, uh, with Keith Lee Wise.
0: Well, after this, we saw the Hurt Business defeat Retribution again, and again, and again, and again. It uh, uh, it was a, a, uh, what was it, a four, uh, an eight-man tag elimination? Yeah. Yeah. This, what the absolute hell... Mia Yim gets in the ring, starts to itch or scratch all over her body and scream and do like the weird like neck convulsion gimmicks, yelling get off or get it off. MVP gets distracted by it, gets pinned and taken out of the match. The explanation came during a commercial break. Which they showed afterwards, where uh, she was, I guess, making it up, and then got thrown from ringside. But that was just like the goofiest thing that <laughs> I think that might be the goofiest thing I saw this week in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And we had, we still have some sort from uh, some stuff from NXT. But uh, T Bar and Lashley were counted out. Shelton Benjamin eliminated Mace, which left Ali by himself against Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Ali hit Cedric with a chair and got DQ'd, so he took himself out of the equation. Which makes sense.
1: I think that that was a good decision, but whatever.
0: And then Ali had a promo later on where he said that they win when others suffer. And they'll decide when everyone else gets to gets shut down. AKA, they'll decide when they get a victory because it matters. Perhaps I don't know. No, I don't know. They don't. They don't care about victories. Sometimes his his promos these days are a bit uh, confusing for me. I can't grasp the concept. But after that, we saw Drew McIntyre, the former WWE champion, defeat the new <laughs> Mister Money at the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> but uh drew mcintyre <laughs> so drew mcintyre was selling his knee injury from hell in a cell as well as earlier in the night john morrison got involved here so drew took him out there's honestly not much you could really say here drew then he was interviewed later on he was like i'm gonna just show up to a moment of bliss later on there wasn't much to note other than Matthew McConaughey sitting on a screen that we could barely even see. It was Matthew McConaughey, yeah.
1: but I, uh,
0: I I thought that that was a pretty cool spot. What Matthew McConaughey?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. If he's a wrestling fan, which he is, he's been a proven wrestling fan. It's cool to put him in that in that spot. But yeah. like, you can't see on these screens for anything.
1: No, they I are. Mean, it was so bad. It was cool to see him with his kids, like, sitting there and stuff, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but you just not... You can't see them. I was like, Who, where the hell am I looking? I don't see any... And then they finally zoom in, and you are like, oh, okay. Uh, but after that, we saw a backstage segment where New Day uh, was dressed as the Street Profits to hype up Survivor Series, which I liked. And then Oscar joined them just to hype up her versus Sasha Banks. And they announced Randy Orton versus Roman Reigns, as well as uh, uh, other matches that, uh, well, did they put it over? Or did No, the Hurt Business showed up. And they then they put over the U.S. Championship versus the Intercontinental Championship, Lashley versus Sami Zayn. And they basically said that they wanted the tag team titles. So we have basically the, the Survivor Series card laid out there. No NXT involved at all. I hate it. It's, I I don't I'm know. So it, but I'm frustrated I, with it. But I don't know if that's like if it's COVID related. Why? Well, because it would just add more people to the mix. Hmm. Yeah, but the, oh. So I don't know. I feel like that
1: could be a reason why. Huh. It just it sucks because last year Survivor Series was it was last year, right? Yeah, and NXT won. They came out on top. It was so much fun and such a cool aspect of NXT, Raw, and SmackDown. Um, so it just sucks that they're not included again this year.
0: And I, I don't know if we're going to see uh, War Games this year. Hmm. I don't know if there's going to be another takeover announced for Survivor Series weekend. I think that
1: it would, wouldn't it be a little bit short-timing.
0: Like, wouldn't it have yeah. been announced already? No, it would have been with Survivor Series in November.
1: But, I mean, wouldn't they have announced that TakeOver was already taking place, though? Well,
0: no, because Halloween Havoc was taking place first, so then they would probably do it. If they're going to, they would announce it next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But earlier hmm. in the night, we saw Nia Jax and Shayna Beesler Shayna <laughs> Shayna <Beazler> Shayna <laughs> meet up with Adam Pierce to give their lists for who should be on the Survivor Series team for Raw. And they're like, the women aren't going to be in qualifying matches. I'm captain. And then there was like, I'm captain. And Pierce was like, nah, both of you are. <laughs> Neither of you are captain. Um, But we saw backstage again... uh. Angel Garza was trying to woo Mandy Rose and she's like, I'm still close with, with Otis. He moves on to Dana Brooke. And then, which is cool.
1: I, I actually love that, that she, uh, that he, uh, I'm sorry that Mandy Rose still has
0: a connection to Otis. Yeah. But then he moved after Dana Brooke shuts him down. He moves on to Nia Jax, who walked up with, uh, with Shayna Baszler and then, uh, gave her the Rose. And she gladly accepted it. Uh, but we saw Adam Pierce and Pat Buck announce the teams, Announce the team, I should say. It was just, uh, it was Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, Dana Brooke. And then they announced four women who would be competing to be on that last spot for the team. Between Lacey Evans, Lana, Peyton Royce, and Nikki Cross. I thought that was stupid. That they like, why are why do four out of the five of them not have to compete for a spot? Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. saw Lana though defeat Lacey, Nikki, and Peyton Royce to be added to the Which... Survivor Series team. It wasn't to me, it wasn't a good match. I think these other women's matches have been bad as of late on Raw. I agree, and
1: I'm not happy that Lana picked up the victory, but I also understand. I don't understand. I can't even say that. I, don't. I was gonna say. I was. I was gonna say. I understand because of the Nia Jax aspect. How every single week she's getting put through a table. Again, but this then sixth, after the match, sixth time this week. Yeah. Like I. So I don't get it. I don't uh, get it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but after but that, this, we saw Sheamus defeat Matt Riddle to be added to the Survivor Series team.
1: Now this match was definitely, I think, in my opinion. If it wasn't Banks and Bailey, this was my second favorite match of the week. I actually, for a Monday Night Raw match, this match of Sheamus and Matt Riddle was pay-per-view quality, in my opinion. Yeah, it was a
0: it was a good match, but I want new matchups out of the draft.
1: Okay, I understand that, but matchup wise, this was an <laughs> yeah, awesome this match. This was a good Ra- match.
0: Yes, yes, this I like this match. I'm, in fact this yeah. uh, if I'm going to look over the the matches of Monday Night Raw I would say this was my favorite match of the night. Yeah, it's I'm actually surprised that
1: Matt Riddle didn't pick up the victory and that's a little bit disappointing, but on the other hand Matt
0: uh Sheamus does need a victory here and there. Yeah. But... Uh but earlier in the night we saw a new episode of the Firefly Funhouse where Bray Wyatt was dressed as the Mad Hatter. And Alexa Bliss in some of her gear from WWE Evolution as uh, Alice in Wonderland. Or Alice from Alice in Wonderland, I should say. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a fine, fun, fun house. (laughs) But later on, Randy Orton was uh, interviewed about The Fiend. And he said that he's not afraid of The Fiend. And he's also going to be showing up still on A Moment of Bliss. A moment of bliss happens, Randy Orton's there, and Alexa Bliss, dressed in a new outfit, got a new theme, a remixed version of her theme song. Yeah, I like I like the new theme song. And she's just sitting
1: there, and she's like, have a seat, like, she's just so, I don't know, like, she's just telling Randy Orton, have a seat, Randy, I'm not gonna buy it, or whatever. And Randy Orton's all into this, he knows that The Fiend is somewhere. And to um,
0: tie everything
1: together uh, dude, for the
0: I, first time in months of the fiend
1: and, and we have the payoff of
0: we probably did we mention this ever before that they have that cabin picture i feel like we might have
1: yeah I, th- I think so
0: they mention randy orton burning down the wyatt compound and how there's that picture in the firefly funhouse of the house on fire so what? randy orton could potentially be The main reason for The Fiend.
1: Yeah, maybe he started it.
0: But Drew McIntyre came out and they brawled. And Drew sets up for the Claymore, but the lights go out. The Fiend gimmicks start. Orton was up on the ramp. McIntyre was still in the ring. And The Fiend was behind Randy Orton. And Orton says he's not afraid of The Fiend, but he didn't even turn around. He, did, he re- did not turn around to see The nope. Fiend or to even confirm if The Fiend was there. I guess he just knew. He knew he was there, though. And then Orton's only other option, he went back towards the rink, and, and him and Drew McIntyre and Monday Night Raw brawling. I actually like that, though. I, I like this was... week's ending better than last week's ending, where it was just like, that was it. They just cut it off as as Drew McIntyre shuts the door to the Hell in the Cell, but they, it cuts off in the middle of a brawl.
1: I'm All right, so that I don't like, but I do like the fact that Randy Orton wasn't – well, he didn't pay attention to The Fiend. And out of choosing The Fiend or Drew McIntyre that he had to go up against, he just went pretty much charging after Drew McIntyre. I thought that was cool. The one thing I don't like – I don't know if I don't like it or not, actually – how The Fiend wasn't standing on top of the ramp at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, like after he charged the ring to McIntyre, the fiend didn't remain out
0: there. I guess maybe he doesn't have to be. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if he has to be. But that was Monday Night Raw. Moving over to Halloween Havoc NXT. We saw Shotzi Blackheart kick it off in an electric chair. Maybe uh, some homage to Halloween Havoc uh, 91, the chamber. uh, What was it? The. Chamber Chamber of Harm matches, perhaps, with Abdul the Butcher, one of the weirdest matches, one of the weirdest stipulations you'll ever see, one of the weirdest cells you'll ever see. (laughs) Uh, But she kicks it off with that, and then, I don't know if it was a chainsaw or whatnot, or like a... thats not a chainsaw, but she was sparking up something.
1: Yeah. I, I liked her outfit, I liked her appearance and everything like that, but... Right away, you had Johnny Gargano picking up the victory over Damian Priest in a Devil's Playground match.
0: Yeah, uh, so he becomes the, the only two-time North American champion. Very... I I
1: am very annoyed at that, though. At... I, not i guess not specifically that but the fact that priest lost the championship
0: well hold on let's let's go into the the basics first we we have damian priest has a live entrance i don't know if i swear to god twitter was blowing up on this too i do not know if it's true or not a lot of people were like is that man mountain rock or Max Payne for your WCW fans, Cactus Jack's old tag team partner. And I swear to God, I thought it was Man Mountain Rock. (laughs) He just didn't have a WWF-shaped guitar. Oh. (laughs) Um, I still have absolutely no idea. They just, like, brushed over the fact that there was a live entrance. But they had an inflatable pumpkin for Halloween Havoc. The entranceway and stuff, I should say, was I was expecting more of the classic uh, Halloween Havoc setup with the big a- the big pumpkin and the yeah. the demon behind it. The mm-hmm. demon was on the screen. That's fine. And they had this inflatable pumpkin who was super happy. Gargano came out, dresses the Pumpkin King Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas, and he cuts the pumpkin, kind of like Bailey last year when she she rips open the the Bailey buddies yeah exactly Um, same exact thing but yeah and i I popped for his gear but during the match something that we saw in a picture in picture was johnny getting wrapped up in the deflated pumpkin which i liked Mm -hmm. i liked uh at one point johnny gargano opens up a a coffin and gets scared because a skeleton decoration came out (laughs) so he super kicks it (laughs) yeah that was a cool aspect
1: and I, I like that this entire match was um it kind of played into Damian Priest a lot. Um and I thought that it was very creative as well. But what did you think about the end with the with the
0: So Tomb Ghost Stones? Ghostface comes out. That, Ghostface yeah. from screen comes out, hits Damian Priest with a pipe, he hands Johnny the, a tombstone, smashes it over Priest's uh, head who then falls off the stage through the set
1: No clue who
0: uh who that is some people were saying austin theory some people were saying indy hartwell indy hartwell would make sense although i don't think uh it seemed like there might have been two different uh ghost faces throughout the night. So why would you
1: say Indy makes sense? And well, why would she, you say Indy Hartwell
0: makes sense because she's been associated with the Gargano. She helped, I believe, Candace win the other week with brass knuckles. So and
1: then didn't she save and, her in the world? And she Royal she Rumble? bought
0: yeah, and they had that. It was in the Battle Royal, she had that. She bought them a new T V.
1: Huh okay. somebody who was who was the Austin Theory? Why
0: Austin Theory? I guess because he quit last week and I don't but know. But that would make sense. I, I don't well we'll have we'll have to see shooter. what sense it was. I don't know if he he got beat by Gargano or Gargano saw how great of a competitor Austin Theory was in that match that we spoke about. Why is this match so long with Mr. NXT? Uh-huh. Yeah in the no, Gargano season, and he's like, hmm.
1: Yeah, Austin Theory wouldn't make sense to me. But Indy Hartwell, I definitely am a fan of that.
0: One person said it would be great if – I I don't know who it was, but I was scrolling through the hashtag and I saw their thing saying, what if it's David Arquette? I was like, yo, I was ready to (laughs) mark out right then and there. That didn't happen though, but uh, we saw some other things. It was funny. They they build it – I don't know if they build it as a costume contest or whatnot between – Vic Joseph and uh, and Wade Barrett. Mm-hmm. Vic Joseph was dressed as Waldo. Yeah, and he goes, "I won the costume. You're not even dressed up." He goes, "What do you mean I'm not dressed up? I'm dressed as Bad News Barrett." <laughs> so I popped at that because he was wearing the same suit and everything that he had. And I, I don't know if he had the gavel or not. I don't, I don't remember that from last night. I don't think so. But I, I popped at that. But then we saw uh, Pat McAfee. Oni Lorkin and Danny Burch make their way out, uh, basically giving reasoning as to why he had Adam Cole taken out, why he paid Ridge Holland to take Adam Cole out, because Adam Cole showed him no respect after that that pay-per-view match that they had. Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly came out, and I was like, okay, maybe this is when Kyle joins McAfee.
1: Mm-hmm
0: mcafee not mcafee jeez <laughs> pat mcafee is it that the the security mcafee the antivirus virus yeah. for okay so kyle's in the ring and then uh well not in the ring was he in the ring yet no mm-hmm. uh, i don't think he was in the ring yet pete freaking done makes his surprise return he brings out a chair for himself he brings out a chair for kyle o'reilly then they get into the ring i believe yeah. Then yeah, he passes a chair over
1: to, uh, to O'Reilly. They get into the chair. They're getting ready to go.
0: Kyle we- drops the chair, and Pete Dunn attacks Kyle O'Reilly, and they all jump on him. Uh, well, I was, don't, don't drop dude. The chair. I marked out big time for this. I was not expecting Pete Dunn at all because he's been on NXT UK for the past two weeks, I believe. So yeah, I guess I back. guess traveling's a lot easier now to to go mm-hmm. back and forth between Europe and here. Yeah. But man, that was I, I was not expecting that at all. I popped big time for that. Mhm. Uh and I guess we have our a new four-man group or a three-man stable led by Pat McAfee as the fourth, which is
1: cool because I mean we haven't had a real stable since Undisputed Era, right? Yeah. I think I don't even know if we've had another. Yeah. I don't even know if we've had
0: another stable period. Yes, yes, we have. Hello, the next match. <laughs> the next match is Legado oh, del Fantasma. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Santos Escobar defeated Jake Atlas. Uh, Escobar, big time pop had uh, Halloween Havoc, Rey Mysterio gear. So that was cool. Uh, and Legado del Fantasma also have their faces painted for Dio de los Muertos. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, and then uh, during the match, Raul Mendoza puts on that Lucha mask and hits Atlas with a headbutt behind the referee's back, causing the, the loss, I guess, for Jake Atlas there. So they they cheated to win. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with that. Yeah. Next match was Rhea Ripley defeating Raquel Gonzalez. Super good match. A lot of hard hitting moves here. I liked uh, at one point, Rhea Ripley went for a rolling senton off the apron, and Raquel Gonzalez catches her and Mm -hmm. power bombs her onto that audience guard. They did such a good job in this match.
1: I, I, I think that Raquel Gonzalez is really coming into her own, and I kind of there were moments in this match where I'm like, out of her and Dakota Kai, she could be the bigger star out of that. You know, there's really a lot of great, shining aspects of Ra- Raquel Gonzalez coming through during this match.
0: But I thought I thought it was such a good match, too. It was. It um, definitely
1: was. Did you think that uh, Raquel Gonzalez was going to win or had potential to win?
0: Uh, not really.
1: Mm-hmm. There were moments at the end where it was just like, maybe Ripley will lose. But... Next up, you had a, a little backstage segment with
0: Drake, which I thought was hilarious. He's obviously trying to. Uh, well, I mean, he was dressed as Hulk Hogan.
1: There yeah, with the mummy and calling.
0: Uh, he was calling Mackenzie Mitchell Mean Gene, and she goes, "I'm not Mean Gene." He goes, well, "What do you mean?" He goes, "Mackenzie, you can't just like pretend to Halloween." And uh, yeah, and then uh, they did a giant and Yeti spot, not a mummy.
1: Yeti, it's the Yeti,
0: yeti it. the Yeti, <laughs> <laughs> the Yeti. Uh, and then Killian Dane shows up dressed as the Shockmaster, and I thought it was funny. He <laughs> goes, and uh, Drake's goes, he's like, Why didn't you uh, why didn't you do the trip? And he goes, I'm not doing that. And he goes, Fine, I'll dress as the Shockmaster. And he puts on the mask, and then he immediately trips over himself. <laughs> I thought it was just so funny, and it added to Halloween Havoc. It was funny to to have that little spot there. Uh, But earlier in the night, we saw Cameron Grimes scared, nervously speaking with William Regal, trying to get out of the match. And he spoke to uh, uh, William Regal moves him to the parking lot and he gets not abducted, but like a van pulls up outside. Michael Hayes, for some reason, gets out and does some some P.S. Michael Hayes stuff. Bad Street USA was playing on the van. I don't know why, but I popped for that. Uh, But then we saw uh, Cameron Grimes uh, pull up Mm -hmm. to the haunted House of Terrors. It was a cinematic match. Dexter Loomis picks up the victory over Cameron Grimes in it. But I thought this was so well done. And I thought it was perfectly sold by by Cameron Grimes.
1: I think so, too. And, I mean, Dexter Loomis was great in this, too.
0: Um, What did you think about the aspects of even the zombies? Yeah, I was fine. Like, it wasn't a wrestling match at all, but it was very entertaining. I liked the match being in parts, so it didn't feel like we were watching the same match for, like, 40 minutes or however long it actually ended up being. Mm-hmm. I liked seeing Cameron Grimes jog his way back to the Capitol Wrestling Center. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was funny, but he ends up in a graveyard on the stage, and he was backed into the ring by Dexter Loomis or uh, by by the uh, zombies. I mean, and then Loomis was behind him, and uh, eventually he chokes him out, and picks up the victory there. I thought this was a fantastic match. I totally agree with you. You know,
1: it did a great job. I think that Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes were great in this. Cameron Grimes his selling was awesome. And what's the corny is, the corny aspect of this of this matchup with zombies and this and that and the horror aspect of it, it didn't really take away from anything.
0: No, and of their cinematic matches that they've done, uh I think this was better than that parking lot brawl thing that they did.
1: I definitely agree with you. This was an upgrade from the parking lot brawl. The parking lot brawl didn't even seem like it was cinematic as much as... Right. Uh brawl itself. You know, it's it didn't really have that cinematic aspect like this, but... And I this, I actually still... I want to rewatch this to see if I missed anything. But, awesome job.
0: We saw a... Video promo with Tommaso Ciampa, basically saying that he doesn't know, he doesn't recognize NXT anymore. Mm -hmm. He said everyone walks around like they deserve to be there. He's never asked for an opportunity. He's been the reason why he's there. Fate took him out of everything. And now it's time to to take it back. And he's going to be starting with Velveteen Dream. Mm-hmm. so i think we're going to be seeing that next week i think so too
1: but next up you had Io shirai picking up the victory over candice Lurray in a tls go oh, tls tape yeah tls pal tls <laughs> a tables letters and scares matchup to retain the championship um they were Many aspects, I thought Lorraine was going to win this, but... Let's
0: just say Candace was dressed as Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas to match her husband, Johnny Gargano.
1: Yeah, I don't even think we mentioned that
0: Johnny was... very much so did, and by we, I mean me, because I mentioned him being the Pumpkin King and taking out the pumpkin.
1: Oh, you said Pumpkin King. I didn't I did say Jack Skellington
0: as well, and I did say the words Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: (laughs) Okay, then then I definitely zoned out and didn't listen to any of that aspect. Until I
0: heard the, the inflatable, uh pumpkin poppy played io shirai to the ring so she fit on this show perfectly i think that i didn't i couldn't hear i have to re-listen but is that the person that does her theme song no it's just she's just a, a an artist that has been associated with nxt in the past ah i don't gotcha. know if i think poppy might have played Eo to the ring once before i'm not sure mm-hmm Um, but I thought this match was really good. And I, the only thing that I wish from this match was that I I wish we had seen something, a match that we have not really seen before. Yes. We've never seen a tables, ladders, and scares match, Mm -hmm. but I was hoping for like even Johnny Gargano versus Damian Priest, it was the devil's playground, but ultimately it was just like a street fight. It was just
1: a street fight, but I think that this was a lot of fun. I'm not saying
0: saying this match sucked or anything. I thought this was Uh a really good match, and I thought I liked Priest versus Gargano. I just wish we were seeing a different match type. Mm -hmm. I liked, though, that because this was a tables, ladders, and scares match, the ladders and tables were black with orange accent to match Halloween. I liked Mm -hmm. that. I liked at one point EO Shirai used a bunch of uh, severed arms to hit Candace with. Yeah. And then we saw the return of Ghostface. And Candace, they went to help Candace, but uh, that didn't happen. We saw Candace and EO both go through tables. And Ghostface helped Candace LeRae up the ladder. And then Shotzi Blackheart came out took Ghostface out. And then Io ended up back in the ring, pushing Candice off the ladder uh, through a bridge ladder. She went through knee first, which had to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that looked like it hurt. Oh, and then Io yeah. Shirai won that that I, spot.
1: That spot got me to stand up from my chair, and I was watching this at I think like around seven a.m. or something like that. And it got me to like I was just seeing her. Go through from the ladder, go to the outside of the ring through the table. No, it was ladder. Oh, yeah, the ladder. Sorry. it.
0: I thought that was an awesome spot, but we didn't get payoff of Ghostface. Yeah, I don't know how Ghostface didn't get unveiled, but uh, I guess that's for next week. Uh yeah, I guess so. And yeah, I thought for sure Candice was going to win to uh match her husband be the the first husband wife championship couple of NXT. Mhm, mhm. But that did not happen, so I'm looking forward no. to next week's NXTs for some Halloween havoc payoff. This uh not that ratings matter. This topped AEW this week. Nah. No. So WWE should always do Halloween havoc. <laughs> I <laughs> if they want you know to keep what? beating think, the AW
1: ratings, you know I I think that this was a lot of fun. I I I do enjoy horror stuff, and the fact that they did something special for Halloween, I think it's it's great. And it wasn't like it wasn't a any it wasn't corny, and it wasn't dragging. Like there was a part where they started
0: having the gimmick matches with like Damien Sandow and Ziggler. Oh my and, God, dude, we have been. I think we we have not seen a trick or fu- uh tricker sh- tricker f- no <laughs> trick or street fight match mm-hmm. i think we've we've gone two years without seeing one on the the main roster at least hmm i think we saw last year in uh for two o five alive which was a really awesome match. Um, but yeah, that, it just got it's, to it's, a point where every year it was like, Oh, there's this match. Exactly. Somebody, but dude, somebody posted today. And I think, I think it was today and Dolph Ziggler retweeted it or something. It was Ziggler versus Miz. I think from 10 years ago in a trick or street fight match. And I was like, how the hell is this 10 years ago? I, I, wow. I was like blown away. I was like, this looks like it could have been last year or so.
1: Mm hmm. That's crazy. But uh, but the, what I was going to say is like with that it w- it was so gimmicky and stupid and awful. But I wouldn't
0: the, no, okay, hold on.
1: I I thought the Trigger Street awful.
0: Fight matches were were sometimes fun. I liked the candy cane kendo sticks. Not yes, candy but, cane, sorry, the candy but, but corn kendo sticks. But it didn't help when they had
1: different street fights almost every other week. Or it wasn't every, every week.
0: other week. The trick or street fights. Well, no, well okay, that, regular street fights you're saying. But again, I don't think yeah, it was yeah, every yeah. other week, but
1: they had it they started having it so many, so many times, but this But I enjoyed. no I
0: ex- enjoy I enjoyed the pumpkin spots where they would put it on somebody's head. Ziggler would super kick Miz or whatever, or the the Good Brothers were doing it. Hmm? Um I enjoyed the bobbing for Apple stuff where you could drown your opponent, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this but what i want to
1: say is that any everything that they did on nxt with all the gimmicks that they utilized it didn't see seem overly gimmicked it still was entertaining it was still fun and it was still something that once you started watching you didn't get tired of it
0: and you wanted to keep on watching more yeah that's yeah 100 percent. and it was like it was like a breath of fresh air to to see this event know that you wanted it when they they first had the um in your house Mm pay-per-view and you're like oh they could do in your house well halloween's on a saturday this year they could certainly do halloween havoc that obviously didn't happen with a uh with a with a takeover yeah but it was still satisfying to see Halloween Havoc be an actual event, even if it was just a normal episode like the Great American Bash was. I hope so. So that was NXT Halloween Havoc. Just to touch on NXT UK really quickly. Uh Ifa Valkyrie defeated Danny Luna in a match. I'm a big fan of both of these women from what I've seen so far. I this they this division only proves every time i say that wwe has the best women's division in the world there's no I, like touching the wwe's women division throughout I, raw smackdown nxt nxt uk and now there's rumors that apparently uh mako satomora who was in the may young classic is going to be joining nxt uk so that's really really cool
1: that's, that's if really that awesome. actually
0: happens yeah because i mean she's been in the business for years yeah over 20 years already so that's awesome i uh, maybe even 25 years at this point mm-hmm. uh but we saw a video package for rampage brown officially confirmed as a member of the wwe roster now he'll be making his debut soon we saw Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster speak about their attacks and Eddie Dennis and Dennis came out had pretty deadly with him and Mark Andrews is like you know we also have friends and the hunt show up in the ring ready to face off with Eddie Dennis and and pretty deadly And Eddie Dennis drops that keep your friends close, but your enemies closer line and wild boar and primate then attack Mark Andrews and flash Morgan Webster. That uh, took me for surprise because it was the hunt who like pointed out that flash Morgan Webster was taken out a few weeks ago Mm -hmm. to Mark Andrews. Uh, We also saw Piper Niven asked about, what's next for her in NXT UK. And she said, she's still looking for the NXT UK women's championship. She's still coming for Kaylee Ray. Uh, we saw Jordan Devlin defeat Levi Muir. Uh, this was Jordan's return match after months of not wrestling. Devlin cuts a promo afterwards saying that he is the real cruiserweight champion. If you want to face me for the championship, you have to come here. I don't know if we'll ever see Santos Escobar show up in NXT UK. Probably not. Mm. But the main event of the NXT UK episode this week, we saw Walter defending the NXT UK championship successfully over the number one contender, Ilya Dragunov. Brutal match. You had to expect that it was going to be a brutal match. You had to expect a bunch of chops from both competitors here. And they both delivered big time. I don't know if there was like maybe 50-ish chops in this match or so. Maybe I'm over-exaggerating. It seemed like a lot. But at the end of the match, Ilya was busted open from the mouth. And uh, Walter choked him with a sleeper. And he passed out to to win the match. And uh, I think you guys got to watch NXT UK because I've been enjoying it every week. But we're going to say goodbye to Dave for now. He'll be back in a little bit, but I'm going to move on to SmackDown. It opens up with Roman Reigns uh, and Jay Uso in the ring already. He tried to get Jay Uso to fall in line, but Jay's like, you did not beat me at Hell in a Cell and Roman Reigns gave him till the end end of the night to fall in line. Um so I didn't I didn't think that he was going to do that, but first match we saw Kevin Owens defeat Dolph Ziggler to join the Survivor Series team. It was a good match and I think whenever these two uh wrestle, it's a good match. You saw Robert Roode attack Kevin Owens behind the referee's back, but he threw Kevin Owens back in the ring and the referee saw that. So he banned him from ringside. Kevin Owens was able to overcome that and win the match. I thought a really cool spot was the pop-up powerbomb that got reversed into the Famouser. I thought that was cool. We saw a sit-down interview, Corey Graves interviewing Lars Sullivan, I don't know. It was about him being called a freak, but I didn't really grasp anything from the promo because I just like, I was completely thrown because Lars Sullivan to me sounded exactly like Lanny Poffo, and I couldn't I couldn't get past that. That was really weird. Uh, but we saw Natalia backstage talking to Adam Pierce about being the captain for the Survivor Series team, and Billy Kay cuts it off to hand in uh, her resume. And then Bianca Belair cuts Natty off. Adam Pearce so that they could face each other, and the winner will earn the spot on a team. Doesn't necessarily make them the captain, but Bianca Belair defeated Natalia and Billy Kay to join the team. I liked Billy Kay during this. Natalia had a uh, sharpshooter locked on Bianca Belair, and Billy Kay like snuck in there to also lock a submission on Belair. Uh, without Natalia noticing at first, and then she noticed. And uh, I, I wish she would graduate from being a comedic character, and I hope the iconics don't just fade away. I think they deserve more. Uh, but we saw uh, another Carmella promo. I guess she'll have a, a match next week on SmackDown. But earlier in the night, we saw Buddy Murphy and Aleya backstage. And she said that her mom supports her, but Rey Mysterio and Dominic are still against Murphy. Murphy wants to apologize to both of them. So later on, he heads to the ring. Aaliyah came out with him. Murphy begs for Rey and Dominic to come out so he can apologize. But Seth Rollins comes out instead and said that they're never going to accept Murphy. They're never going to accept an apology from him, but Seth Rollins will. And he'll accept Aaliyah as well. Rollins then called Dominic a coward. And Dominic showed up to jump Seth Rollins. Rollins gets the better of Dominic, but Murphy makes the save. And Dominic gets pissed off and punches Murphy. And then they start brawling. Rey Mysterio comes out to fight with Murphy. Aaliyah puts a stop to it. Wouldn't leave with Rey and Dominic. And said that she loves... Murphy. And then she kissed Murphy and the face that Seth Rollins made, I thought was, was absolutely priceless. I thought it was really funny. Um, and then the internet broke. So <laughs> what well, we saw, the street profits put over new day before their match. And then they went on to defeat Cesaro and Nakamura. I thought the, the craziest spot from this match was Montez Ford being launched over the barricade by Cesaro. And I'm definitely looking forward to New Day versus the Street Profits at Survivor Series. We also saw Sami Zayn cut a promo on Bobby Lashley. And as much as I would like to see Sami Zayn, the Intercontinental Champion, defeat the United States Champion Bobby Lashley at Survivor Series, I don't necessarily think... I see that happening, unless maybe Retribution gets involved somehow. We also saw Sasha Banks come out with Bailey's chair and speak about how Bailey turned on Sasha and how it was really for the best. And then she moves on to Asuka at Survivor Series, but Bailey came out and made fun of Sasha Banks for not being able to hold on to a title. And she also said that Sasha can't beat Asuka without Bailey in her corner. And then challenged her to a rematch for the championship next week on SmackDown. So I hope um Sasha Banks retains. And that helps to solidify her her championship victory at Hell in a Cell. But I also, I mean, I I feel like the the Bailey Sasha Banks feud should end for now at least. Um So hopefully there's no goofy endings to that match next week. And we do see Sasha Banks walk out as champion. I just don't know what's next for Bayley after that. But we saw Jey Uso defeat Daniel Bryan to join the Survivor Series team in the main event. Roman Reigns came out during this. I completely was expecting Daniel Bryan to win this match. Uh, really, the only thing that I didn't like about this was the spot where Daniel Bryan's got his knees up during the the USO splash. I feel like it it was kind of weird. It took too long for me. But Jey Uso wins. Roman Reigns gets in the ring afterwards, and Jey Uso said that he's with him. He's the leader. They both look at Daniel Bryan, and Jey Uso super kicks him, hits him with another USO splash. And then Roman Reigns told Jay to make Daniel Bryan understand how much Jay loves Roman Reigns. So he continues the beat down, drags him outside the ring, lays him out on the commentary table, and then hits an Uso splash through the table that looked like it really hurt Jay Uso. So hopefully he's not uh, injured or anything. But that was SmackDown. I'm going to kick it over to a little ad break, and we'll be right back here on marking out. What does a guy call his best friends? His testies besties, of course. Halloween is right around the corner and you don't want to spook someone with your scary bush.
2: Our friends at Manscaped want to help make your boys downstairs clean and best friends of their own. Manscaped is number one in men's below the waist grooming and offers
0: precision engineered tools for your family jewels. You might be Chewbacca, Bigfoot, or a hairy bear, but it's what's under the costume that really matters.
2: So let's say, hypothetically, you go to a Halloween party. Y- you meet the, uh, you know, the sexy pumpkin, or the-, the sexy gallon of milk, or something like that. You go back, things get hot and heavy, and she, uh, gets completely spooked
0: out about what's going on underneath that costume. Don't be that hairy guy. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin Safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your pumpkins.
2: You could also create less mess by trimming in the shower or using their Magic Mat disposable shaving mats. And of course, let's not forget about the crop preserver, the anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day.
0: For on-the-go freshness, you'll love the crop Reviver Ball Toner Spray. It's time to get clean and mean with this perfect package 3.0.
2: Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's one, at manscaped.com.
0: Stay sexy this Halloween. Your
2: balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS, that's two, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read.
0: Trick or treat! Keep your balls neat.
2: <laughs> and back on marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Love having manscaped aboard. Go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code. Regardless, save 20% off and free shipping. You know what I use today for the first time? Those magic mats. You put them on the floor, look, because you know, especially when, when you when you're down there shaving up. I like, I, I don't want it to like be wet. I like the dry shave, so use that today. And it, I didn't have to take out my little stick vacuum to clean up all the hair on the floor. It's fantastic. So yeah, everybody, get one of those also too, along with the Manscaper 3.0. Go to manscape.com. Use the coupon code. Regardless, save 20% off and free shipping. As you can hear. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter ChrisSweenDog. We're back. We're here to talk about professional wrestling. Brandon, how's the show been so far? It's been
0: pretty good, I would say. Yeah? Did Dave actually watch stuff? Uh Dave did watch everything, yes. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, with the exception of Smackdown, but But you'll do that by yourself. I did that by myself, yeah. You did that? Yeah, we're in the future. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, because it's Halloween—the spookiest episode of Marking Out ever. How how great was that Manscaped uh, promo that we did? Especially the music in the background was the best.
0: Did you uh, did you compose that yourself or no?
2: No, MotionArray.com. If you need, <laughs> if you need uh free royalty-free music, so I typed in Halloween. I saw one. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then I found this. I'm like, nope, this fits us better. I like when it goes spooky. I, I used some serious editing there. And I over I doubled your voice and I put an
0: echo in the second voice. You might have to do that now when I said it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you're editing the show. And What? Let's, what yeah. do you mean I'm editing? Yeah, you're doing this stuff. Come on. Well, you have everything else done. And
2: now let's talk about <laughs> Bound for Glory 2020. I watched this entire thing and I
0: really enjoyed it. Uh, well, I did not get to watch Bound for Glory. I tried to watch the kickoff show, but it just didn't work on any of the platforms except for Fight TV, I believe. And I had
2: it on. I had it on Philo, that app because it was that app has Access TV. So it was weird because when I started watching it, I guess somebody controls it with, like, a, a tablet or something like that. Because, like, you saw, like, the bottom, you know how they have, like, the little ticker that shows you the time and, like, the place of the thing?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
2: they showed that, and then somebody had to drag onto it and click onto it. It was hilarious.
0: I was uh, I was really disappointed because I was looking forward to seeing Ken Shamrock's induction. And uh, it was pretty cool they had messages from Bret Hart, Mick Foley... Uh, Ariel Helwani was, was one of the messages. Uh Chalsanin Boss Rootin.
2: I loved Bret Hartz. He's like, and when Mitsuk Man was a coward and a loser and just stabbed me in the back, I was like, I'm like, please tell me Don Callis wrote that for him. He's like, here you go, Bret. Like, um, you know,
0: just read this underneath this pile of hundreds. And it's funny because I was not expecting... Brett or Mick Foley, certainly, but uh Bret Hart, I guess you could say, technically made his impact wrestling debut. Confirmed. Um, and the biggest name of them all to actually induct Ken Shamrock was Dwayne Johnson, the Rock, making his impact wrestling debut because twenty twenty, why not? <laughs> yeah,
2: absolutely. wearing that I think I that same skin tight shirt that I think I've mentioned yes. on the show before where he looks like his arms look like a Jack's ruthless aggression figure.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, I saw a video of him working out the other day and it's just like how? It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Listen, when
2: you're so strict in your diet like he is, you could do that. But one pre show match as the Deaners pick up the victory over Dez and Wentz the Rascals. Uh nice solid tag team action going on here. Nothing, you know, too much else you can kind of say about it. Can yeah. you yeah, no,
0: I can. I didn't see any of this. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right. Well, I saw it. You know, nice, uh, good win for the Deaners. Uh You start Bound for Glory off, though, with uh, Rohit Raju, which you predicted, uh, successfully retaining his impact uh, X Division title, excuse me, over Chris Bay, Trey Miguel, TJP, Jordan Grace, and Willie Mack in your classic X Division style programming. An exhibition-style match. There's near falls. There's foot stops There's this, that, and other thing. It was all over the place, and it was fun to watch. But Rohit capitalizes and steals the steals the uh, the pin after uh, TJP hits the Mamba Splash on Trey. So uh, you wanted it. You said he's only been champion since August, so he yeah. uh, continues his
0: uh, continues his reign. Next after up, this was a very interesting matchup. The call you short. Uh,
2: which I I predicted Rhino. Rhino. Did, who,
0: did I predict
2: Rhino too or no? You said Rhino or Heath, but you said okay. for the purposes you said Heath. Um, later, after this match, it was reported by various news sites, News of the Z. Haven't said that in a while. Um, that Heath was legitimately injured in this match, and he was supposed to go on and win this match. So mm. I, but I'm st- I still like the fact that Rhino won this. Um, I liked all the surprises in there. You know, you start the match off with Rhino and Sean Daivari. And they made mention, this is the last outfit that Sean Devari wore in his last time here at Impact Wrestling. Which was cool. And it had some nostalgia. You had Swaggle Enter the uh, Cole shot gauntlet. Gotta give huge props to Brian Myers for his
0: Abyss-inspired gear. Yeah, I saw his mask on uh, online before Bound for Glory, I think. And I was like, oh, that... Kind of looks like Abyss. And then it turned out that it was for Abyss. So I thought that was cool. I popped at that. Yeah. Um, I think probably the the biggest pop of that match would have been, Sorry about your damn luck.
2: I popped huge for that. And that was a mark out moment since I can't say mine uh, this week on the show because you already recorded it.
0: Cowboy sure. James Storm making his return from the NWA to Impact Wrestling. Well, there was also those reports that came out, I think, about a month or so ago, saying yeah. that
2: he, um, you know, was supposed to go to WWE before COVID, and he COVID was supposed hit... to
0: be on the night after WrestleMania. Really? Ooh, mm. I wonder
2: who he's got a feud with.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if he's back with Impact or if that was a one-off. He Thing. You didn't maybe see him will... on uh,
2: Impact this week,
0: though, on Access TV. You you didn't.
2: No, you didn't. So maybe right. it was just a one-off thing, getting the payday. Um, but it came down to Rhino and Sammy Callahan. Uh, Rhino wins the match. You know, we they, we said that Heath was supposed to win the match. He got legitimately injured. People thought it was a leg injury, an abdomen injury, a groin injury. But you know, popping forward oh, a little bit, was Heath it a was knee on injury. Maybe no. I think they said it was either a groin. Or an abdomen injury?
0: Well, did it happen like he got into the ring and it almost instantly happened?
2: I don't know. There was so much stuff going on,
0: but um,
2: yeah, I so. popped
0: at uh, Tommy Dreamer cutting his hair and, and rocking <laughs> the animal face paint.
2: Bravo to him, man! But now, how is he? going to shave his beard so it kind of all that grows back into itself?
0: He'll just have the the hair. That's
2: it. I guess he just has to. That's going to be Tommy Dreamer's gimmick right now. Uh, next up, you have Moose defeating AC3. I called this uh, in the undisclosed location in the narrative. This is straight up. This was maybe out of 2020. You know, we got the new cinematic wrestling. I mean, it's, yes, it was a thing before 2020, but like now, 2020 is really honed on this. This, I think, was one of the better of these cinematic style matches. You have uh, the Undertaker, Undertaker AG Styles WrestleMania. That was great. You had the other at WrestleMania, the Firefly Funhouse match. Maybe this is a number three. I think this might have been a number three because the way they shot it, the way that everything was, you know, working around it, the the blood that was involved with it. It was very, very well done. And EC3 kind of putting over Moose, you know, helping him control his whole narrative and Moose telling him thank you at the end of it. What do you think? Yeah. What are your thoughts? On I guess
0: this? I guess that's the end of VC three and Impact for now.
2: Yeah, because he's already in Ring of Honor. hmm. He's already he's already started a feud with Shane Taylor in Ring of Honor. I've been watching Ring of Honor. It's on fight for free. Watch it. It's great.
0: For the Impact Tag Team Championships, Ah uh, saw... brother, you are not going in the right way. I'm not...
2: not. No, you're not because next up, Hall of Famer himself, Ken Shamrock, picks up the win. Over Eddie Edwards. You oh, picked Eddie. You those. picked Eddie. I think we both picked Eddie Edwards on this
0: one. Yeah. Wasn't expecting Ken Shamrock to, to wrestle and win.
2: Well, Sammy Callahan, uh, you know, helps out with uh, turning off the lights. Then they bring the baseball bat into play, that whole feud that they had. And uh, Shamrock picks up uh, the, with the ankle lock. So bravo to him. I think he deserves it. And, you know, and no discredit to Eddie Edwards. Eddie Edwards is still fantastic. You know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer in Impact Wrestling for sure.
0: I think but, somebody said that everybody who has been inducted so far to the Impact Hall of Fame, including Earl Hebner, went on to wrestle that night.
2: That's great. Or weekend.
0: That's good. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, Earl Hebner, I guess, actually worked a match. Like, wrestled, I think, if if that's, like, a correct stat.
2: Yeah. I don't remember that. My apologies. Um but as Brandon alluded to next, we have new Impact Tag Team Champions and it's not the Good Brothers. It is The North. Now they are two-time Impact Tag Team Championships. I'm not mad about this. I think this is a great a great uh change of tag
0: team champions. I'm not upset. I just like I said, I don't like the quick change.
2: Well, I think it was I I I don't know. I'm not it was
0: surprising that it was them and not Good Brothers. Well, they but... used
2: they used the heel tactics against the Good Brothers. Yeah. At the end of the match, hitting them, uh, Ethan Page hitting them with the tag team titles and you know, winning them back. So real fun. I enjoyed that. And then le- next up, okay, so this is the big thing that came out of Bound for Glory. It was supposed to be Diana Perrazzo versus Kylie Ray for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Kylie Ray's music hits. She doesn't come out. Diana Praza comes out, says she's not surprised Kylie doesn't show up, and she said she's defending her Knockouts title that night, and she'll, she's doing an open challenge. And who answers and wins that Knockouts champion? The Undead Bride, Su Young, making her return to Impact Wrestling. I mean, the performer that plays Su Young was there as Suzy, but you know, regardless, use that coupon code, it's seeing Su Young again. She has reawoken. She won the knockout championship. I thought it was a. I thought it was a good match. But the bigger story out of this was Kylie Ray. No, the news sites, news with a Z, are reporting that Kylie Ray. There's nothing wrong with her. Apparently, she drove down to Nashville to. She was talking to Impact personnel before the night before Bound for Glory, and then she doesn't. Just doesn't show up. So. I think everybody in the professional wrestling community hopes that whatever is going on with Kylie Ray, it is, you know, people are like, oh, she's got COVID, oh, she's got COVID. You know, that's that's the, the thing everybody goes to now these days. But she worked the weekend before. She was tweeting about this match for the day before. And then she just doesn't show up. It's so strange. Do you think maybe this could be something within Impact Wrestling?
0: I don't know. I, it could, I mean... It could very well be storyline due to Sue Young winning the championship. But I don't know. Was Kylie supposed to win the title?
2: Yeah, they're saying Kylie was supposed to win the knockout championship.
0: Yeah, I don't, so I don't know.
2: People, I was reading too, people were saying on Twitter, it's like, oh yeah, she had, a, she was scheduled for two matches at the collective. Uh, she uh, lost one match really quickly and then didn't show up for the second one. So, like, you don't know what's going on. But whatever's going on, we want to see Kylie Ray. I think we sleep for both of us. They uh,
0: they what? also announced the return of the Knockout Tag Team titles.
2: I think I said this uh, a couple weeks ago. I said they'll probably bring back the Knockout title with all the tag team matches that they're doing.
0: But I don't understand how you do that when there's like four teams.
2: Yeah, you bring in more. There's th- there's two tag teams in the WWE. Like, legitimate tag teams. Right, but
0: WWE has, like, a stacked roster.
2: I know, but they had, they're they just going to throw people together. They don't have any real deal. They had the Iconics, and they broke them up. Oh, and this is what I wanted to go back to. <laughs> oh, man. And I was texting with Anthony about this. So, Heath legitimately got injured in that match.
0: Yeah, Did but they didn't end they, the match? Didn't, didn't referees instantly see that and work on him? But did they end the match, Brandon? That doesn't... It doesn't even have to end the match. It should have ended the match. He was legitimately... They should have stopped the that's match. That's not... That's not what wrestling is. It was a gauntlet match and they instantly checked on him. It was Nobody a Nobody form- checked on Alex Reynolds. Okay, but... Nobody it, checked on him. Okay.
2: Main events. Main events. We have a new... Imp- this is surprising. Impact World Championship. Rich Swan defeats Eric Young... Um, what do you think about this? surprise? What's
0: more, what's more surprising to you, Eric, uh, Rich Swann becoming the champion or Rich Swann not having facial hair? (laughs) I think it was Rich Swann not having facial hair. I didn't, when, when I saw him on the, the pre-show, like they, or not pre-show, uh, when they, they put it on Twitter of him arriving, it didn't even click until later in the night when you said, wow, it's super weird not seeing facial hair on Rich Swan." I was like, wait a minute, what? No, that's when you know
2: he was winning the world title. (laughs) <laughs> I should have, I should have changed my thing there, but
0: again, I believe uh, husband and husband and wife are champions in that in that company now.
2: Yeah, that's correct. That's what Rich Swan and Sue Young are allegedly married. I mean, they've never said anything about it full time on uh, any sort of programming. Impact?
0: But yeah, I don't think so.
2: Impact, but uh, Swan end of the match hits a huge handspring cutter followed by a phoenix splash. You know, this is a crazy back and forth match. You know. Really hard-hitting. I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed this entire pay-per-view. I thought it was great. This, I think this is the first pay-per-view that I legitimately sat through the entire th- way through and didn't like fall asleep or do something else since WrestleMania the first night. Or the second night, excuse me.
0: I, I did see a lot of people saying that this didn't live up to Anniversary, but...
2: I thought it was great. I thought it was fantastic. But again, I don't... I Because... Uh, pat mcafee said it the best this week the wrestling the internet wrestling community is the worst fan base of all time and i will if pat mcafee gets a shirt on WWE.com, i will <laughs> buy sure it buy just it. because he said that
0: but it's, it's pretty, not but okay but like where where, where we where do we break down the iwc like where are we part of the internet wrestling we are but, well you're you're definitely a part of it what do you mean? I, I'm definitely part of it. You're the one that does all the tweeting
2: on Market Out. But, Mark out on See, I don't
0: consider us like we're not. When people say IWC, like we're not like them. <laughs>
2: I know, but we're not them. But that small uh, group of them are, are making, the, as
0: a whole, look terrible. Because there's like good IWC, also like us. I mean, yeah, <laughs> us. Everybody with the the uh, the Twitch streams, like everybody that shows up there, or, or majority of the people that show up there, I should say, and actually enjoy the content, that's not going to be there anymore, maybe. We don't know.
2: It's not. Apparently, they're saying that there's a new head of something at WWE now that they're saying is taking, like, it's like, oh yeah, they have to get all their stuff taken away.
0: Did you hear Paige talk about it on Twitch or no? No, I heard it. Last really- night, man. It was so sad to hear her and see her t- uh, talk about it she's like i broke my neck for that company twice i have nothing i can't wrestle right now this is where i went to escape basically yeah and it's just like i, I it doesn't wwe doesn't get it they don't they don't and i think i really feel like in five years or so from now they'll be like oh by the way twitch exists let's do twitch yeah, like they stream their their shows like you'll see uh, the bump or something streamed also to Twitch. You'll see some stuff during the pay-per-view on Twitch, but it's not they're, they're not doing Twitch.
2: No, they're they don't have, like they Impact are, wrestling.
0: You, you go to Impact Wrestling's Twitch account. Right. They now. have sub emotes. They have people in the chat that that talk. They have mods and stuff. WWE, they don't have emotes. They don't do anything. It's just, a, oh, we're going to air it on Twitch. That's a, a hot thing to do. They don't understand what Twitch is. No. And,
2: it's like but also, GoPros. Th- they, they... they
0: didn't use GoPros until what? Until I told them about GoPros. Okay. No, very interesting,
2: right? It was really interesting. I, like, I... And if, if you've never heard this story before, so I had an interview with WWE uh 2014 because they were looking for producers. I had a friend of a friend that was a hiring person there, so he got me in. And I showed them this video I did of the color run um, where I strapped a GoPro to my head and I ran a 4K and they throw, like, colored smoke in your face and stuff like that. It was a lot of fun. And they're like, oh, man, this is a really cool video. I'm like, yeah, I did it with, uh, with a GoPro. They're like, oh, that's... Excuse me, I sneezed. Like, oh, that's cool. We should look into those i'm like yeah it'd be awesome the
0: next halloween you see gopros Mm. strapped in the elevators with the boogeyman yeah i know but maybe they need somebody to be like hey look they need like a big time twitch streamer to do stuff with wwe and then be like hey by the way this you have austin creed like hello like i don't understand well he's huge on is he big on twitch too yeah he does he does twitch too okay and Being it's like twitch. they just don't – they don't understand technology these days. It, I feel like they're when behind. Twitter was first coming out, they're like, "Nah," eh. And then like uh, maybe Zack Ryder.
2: A hundred percent. Him and, and his YouTube also too. Then they're like, yeah. oh, maybe we should take Twitter
0: and we should take this stuff seriously because yeah, even Matt, even, too, he, Matt what, got himself over – you're right with YouTube, too, because YouTube before that was just, like, uploaded clips or whatever here and there. It wasn't, like, a, a big thing. But then Zack Ryder came along and it was like, hmm. Yeah. Revenue. Like,
2: yeah. Ad share. Monetization. Getting all these marks on the internet to stop using our copyrighted material. Stuff like that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But speaking of Twitch, let's go to Impact on Access TV, which is... Every week, they do a phenomenal job of it on Twitch.
0: Yeah, uh, and I enjoy and, Melissa Santos in between commercial breaks.
2: Yeah, well, I actually watched it on Access this week because I had the free seven day trial of ph- Philo.
0: What happens during commercial breaks? It's just actual commercials? It's actual shoot commercials. Uh, sometimes we get really bad uh, uh, dubstep music and the Impact logo.
2: <laughs> <Now we have, laughs> anyway, you yeah. started
0: off this Impact. With a rematch
2: from Bound for Glory.
0: Well, it starts off with brawling first of all. Yeah. Between Eric Young and, and Rich Swan, and Eric Young demanded a rematch. Scott DeMore's like absolutely not, but Rich Swan's like, Nah, I'm good. I could do it. Let's do it. And he
2: does it, and he successfully defeats Eric Young for the Impact World Championship. So now, but later, I mean, through and the cleanly. show. What? Cleanly? Yeah. I do with, with no if shoes this on. To
0: happen though, I, I felt like. What does that do for Eric Young? I know,
2: but now, and as you saw throughout the night, and I know you'd like to go in chronological order, but you saw people kind of vying for Rich Swan throughout the night. One of those people being Sammy Callahan. You know, they had that nice little backstage uh, promo said, "Hey, you know, we're friends, but don't forget what I'm going for." Moose too interrupted Rich Swan backstage, so there's going to be a lot of people that are coming. For Rich Swann's Impact Championship. Uh, would you
0: rather see Rich Swann go up against Sammy Callahan or Ken Shamrock? Go up against Sammy Callahan? Or Ken Shamrock?
2: Mmm, that's interesting. <laughs> His robot. <laughs> I, 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 some, some people called that hokey, where he did the whole, I got my phone and let me turn off the light spot. I like it. You know, that was that was what they tried to do with the hacker gimmick in NXT that they failed miserably with. In NXT? Yeah, when Sammy Callahan was there. Oh,
0: oh, uh, what's what was his name there? I Solomon keep... Crow. Oh, Solomon Crow, right? Yeah, but uh, after that, we saw the women uh, waiting for Scott D'Amour to announce the the women's tag team titles or what's going to be happening with it, and they announced there's going to be a tournament that starts in three weeks with eight teams. Uh, it sets up Alicia versus Jordan. Uh, Alicia and Jordan, I mean, versus uh, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steele later on in the night. But, I, like, of those teams, though, I don't know who they're going to. They have to probably bring in teams. And I don't some en- know where. Some enhancement who, teams. I just, I don't know who.
2: Hey, you guys aren't under contract. We're going to give you an opportunity at the, in the Tag Team Title Tournament like they did with um, with AEW and their Women's Cup. Yeah. You know, we all thought it was going to be Brandy and Allie, and then it turned out to be uh, Lisa and Diamante.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what, what happens with that. I'm sure they'll announce more next week or the week after that. But we saw Tommy Dreamer defeat Brian Myers in a hardcore Halloween match.
2: Which I thought was very, very. I, I'm surprised there was no pumpkins.
0: Well, maybe it's not in their budget these days. But uh, I popped for Josh Matthews mentioning City Field,
2: and then I popped, and you didn't <laughs> even realize it. Oh, uh, by the way, um, you, you want to talk about the biggest poser Mets fan? I'm like, oh my god, he's choking no, no,
0: him. At- no, no, no. First of all, I didn't. It doesn't click instantly for five years ago or six years ago for me to just associate. I. Figured there would have been something there with the Royals jersey. It just didn't click right away.
2: Yeah, because the Mets choked against the Royals in the World Series. But can we can we talk about former
0: Mets players? Like who? Uh, was Justin Turner a Met? Justin Turner was a Met. Dodgers win the World Series. Dude gets pulled from the World Series due to COVID. Because apparently he has a, 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 a alleged COVID positive test. And then comes back out without his mask on to celebrate with the team kisses his wife and whatnot yeah what the f- what
2: i don't know i mean <laughs> i think it's stupid on major league baseball's part to wait until the freaking seventh inning
0: i think For- they, i think what it's what they said was it came back positive in the second inning and then they ran it again or whatever and it came back positive again so they why told why it, are
2: they waiting until the second inning
0: if it's, this, if, it's, first, if it's an inconclusive test, you don't play in the World Series.
2: I know. I, I told but still, in Major League Baseball, the, all these tests
0: should have been finished before the game. Also, where's he getting COVID from? If he's, weren't they in a bubble? Uh, kind of a bubble. They were allowed to go go out and do their thing. And stuff like I'm assuming
2: everybody on that team now has COVID, but and it's not going to be right? it's, a, it's not going to be a big predominant thing because they won the World Series. And here think, the
0: Mets are like, hey, come buy season tickets for 2021. It's like, brother, is there going to be a season? Apparently, every single major major
2: professional sports like uh, league lost billions of dollars this year. Not just yeah, a, except and, for and, and,
0: WWE who, who increased their, and their revenue and still managed words. to fire everybody and take away Twitch. Yeah.
2: I mean, well, think of it now, all the stuff with the major wrestling figure podcast. They wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff.
0: Yeah. And By that's what way, I like when when Matt's doing interviews and stuff, he's like, I'm so thankful that Brian and I did the major wrestling figure podcast with Matt Cardona and Brian Myers, because if it was the major wrestling figure podcast and WWE did the show like that, they pitched and they were just like, nah, nobody's going to watch this or whatever. And they pitched it and it was Zack Ryder and Brian uh, and Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Podcast figure it out or whatever that they, they wouldn't have any of this.
2: By the way, I signed up for their Patreon this
0: week. They're Yes. Just what do you get I, out of that?
2: Um, you get so much extra content. You get all the shows early and ad free. Um, you get a um, you get to be in their private Facebook group where you can like buy, sell, swap. They give away stuff and whatnot. I haven't got to that part yet, but I'm just like been going back with like back catalog stuff to listen to. I really just wanted it for the FWF because I wanted to hear the pay per views and the, the Halloween Horror Night, the Turmoil pay per view was out freaking standing.
0: I'm I'm uh, super disappointed that there's a running change in that Mattel figure. I know, heads.
2: right? I'm like I'm like, ooh man! I'm like, do I have to get
0: that now? I I have to get that. I know, and, and I, I don't did... know. Is it like a guarantee that I'll get that if I order it from from Ringside? I don't they know.
2: sold they sold out from the first the first batch. This is the next the second batch. I, that sucks, man. The second wave, you should say, of the same figure. Yeah, I, it stinks, but I love this. The I the hair.
0: This... Hello, none none of them had orange hair. Well and I mean, the tan there was once there. One where, not... where Ryder almost had orange hair.
2: Um, but this match was awesome. I like the use of the candy corn and yeah, thumbtacks. Thumb yeah, I thought that was great. And well, I what's can't your believe... stance on candy corn by the it's way. It's disgusting.
0: Okay, distracted. Candy pumpkins, all that stuff. Gross! Oh, I thought you were about to say candy pumpkins are the where it's at. I was like, what do you mean? It's the same thing. <laughs> I know it's a, No, it is the same thing. I'm just gross. Hands down, disgusting. Yeah, throw out your candy corn. Don't even have. Don't even make it your candy corn. Just don't buy it. End candy corn forever. <laughs> Hashtag can, cancel candy corn culture. <laughs> but uh, Brian Myers got thrown off the middle rope onto the field. The field tax, the, the thumb tax, and the, the candy corn. And then, earlier in the in the match, we saw Tommy Dreamer pick up a garbage can. We didn't know what was in it, but Swoggle comes out of the garbage can and grabs Brian's baseballs. We'll say with tongs, pumpkins. His pumpkins. That's a good uh, good use ah! of Halloween. Yes, I was just saying baseball because we were talking about the World Series, and uh, and he's a baseball fan. So. Yeah. Swaggle grabs his balls <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with tongs, and then uh, Dreamer hit the Dreamer driver through a table to to win the the match. Yep, so it was fun. fun. That's what I feel like we needed with the two of them. I I wish it was like more brutal, but
2: I but think I'm for not. for what it was, it was it was it was it was very well done.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh, we also saw Rhino and Heath being interviewed, and Rhino said that he's got a year to cash in the Gauntlet thing. He spoke go- about signing the contract that he wants next week, and then he was questioned about being hurt in the match, and he denied it, but he couldn't walk away. So it was weird that they did that, but whatever. Yep. We saw Reno, Scum, and Hernandez ask Fala for the money and an apology. Fala's like, I don't have the money. Uh, he stole it for Bravo, and he then had the money to... Tucked into his tights. Bravo finds Follow later and told him that he's dead to him. And uh that was that for then. But we saw XXXL, Triple XL. I don't know why I went with XXXL. Triple XL picked up the victory over the Rascals. I said this, I think I said this last week. We need new people in the tag team division, and hopefully. It seems like we're maybe leaning towards Triple XL going there. Yeah. Because we saw the Motor City Machine Guns interviewed afterwards, and they spoke about getting a rematch when Alex uh, Shelley's healed up. But Triple XL, I don't know why I keep saying their names wrong. I should just say Larry D and AC Romero. <laughs> they cut him off, and they said that they should have a shot, and then they attacked Alex and left. So we're getting some sort of heelish vibes from them now. Yeah, It's not... been building for, for a few weeks.
2: Yes, it has. Yes, it has.
0: We saw Diana Perazzo, Kimberly, and R.D. Evans. No, his... her
2: the, the help of barista R.D. Evans, her legal consultant. Yeah. Which I popped mark out moment for me for this week, too. And I think you text me like, oh, my God, is that R.D. Evans? I'm like, yes, it is. It's the quit man himself.
0: The quit man? Is that what he calls himself?
2: Yeah, that's what he's... after he quit after he quit WWE, he like uh he cut he like had a bunch of vignettes about himself and he started calling himself the Quit Man.
0: It's still such a stupid reason for him. And wanted to, to challenge Orange,
2: uh, Orange Cassidy to a match and it happened.
0: So they were in a meeting with Scott D'Amore to get the results of the title match from Bound for Glory switched and uh Strip Sue Young of the title. Scott went to the ring. The three of them came out. Uh, Artie Evans threatened a lawsuit. And Scott told Deanna that she could either be tied up in lawyer fees for months. Or go prove that she should be champion. Which she then agreed to go prove that she should be champion. Sue Young came out and uh, took them. Took them all out. Yeah. That's it. Solid. We saw Moose attack Willie Mack in the parking lot at some point. Yep. Uh, so that's, I guess, going to be maybe the next feud. I know Moose also wants to, he said to.
2: We said it earlier. We said it earlier in the show. He, you yeah. know, he, he, he wants the Impact world title.
0: Yeah, he said to Rich Swan that like you don't have the real number one championship in Impact. I do. So maybe you need to prove yourself to me. Yeah. Uh, But we saw the North explaining to security how tag team wrestling works. They get cut off by the good brothers. And then the North said that the good brothers are the absolute worst investment that impact has ever made.
2: Ethan page, smacks uh, doc, Alice in the face. Somebody, uh, sub, uh, synced it to that, uh, RJ, um, Bruno Mars song. You know, din, 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 din. give me y'all give me y'all give me your, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah but every time uh, the did, 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 it was uh
0: what was it a slap yeah there was oh, 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 oh. It, was oh. So good.
2: <laughs> it was pretty t- it was pretty funny uh
0: we saw Rohit raju hosting a party for himself for the x division championship jimmy jacobs showed up and he was the only one to show up and he brought up Rohit stealing the, the victory from TJP and, and Rohit kicked him out of the party. I thought that was funny. Yeah. But we saw Tasha Steels and Kiara Hogan defeat Alicia Edwards and Jordan Grace. I thought Alicia and Jordan Grace were going to win that match, but the, that didn't happen. Maybe,
2: I, but but we've seen this team of Kiara Hogan and Tasha Steeles over the past couple weeks, like, you know, kind of finding their own. They had a win, if I'm not mistaken, over uh of Valkyrie and Rosemary a couple weeks back. So it's maybe did maybe they're the first uh knockout tag team champions. Give Yeah, give they, it, it
0: seems like that's where the division should be is them as champions. I just thought we were gonna see them as a team, Grace and Alicia here, but uh they started pushing each other afterwards and uh that was that. Yeah. We saw earlier in the night, Jessica Havoc brought Father James Mitchell back from the dead. We did not see him, though, when she did it. Uh, And we also saw Taya try to kind of talk Rosemary out of marrying Johnny Bravo. And uh, Rosemary said something cryptic to her, and they went on with the wedding. Everyone throughout the night, I've got a bad feeling about this. And as they went to kiss as typical wrestling wedding fashion i wouldn't even say typical because this i've never seen this in a wrestling wedding <laughs> but as uh, rosemary and johnny bravo went to kiss the lights go out and a loud gunshot rings out and when the lights come back on bravo is lying shot on the mat and it ends with dreamer yelling who shot bravo
2: And the the wide pan out of Dream Runner. He's like, no. I like this. I like this. I thought it was great. Uh, It's fun. It's fun. I saw people burying this. How dare they show somebody getting shot on TV. That's ridiculous. How many times in the attitude? Brian Pildman pulled out a freaking
0: gun. You know, I saw people say that as well. And it's like, hello, do you not watch television? I know. But it was... uh... I think straight out of the show Dallas in the 1980s, I never saw the show. I just know who shot JR.
2: Oh, I thought it was who shot Mr. Burns. Yes, for young people tell you that? like
0: you and, and me, it Bruh, would be brother. who shot Mr. Burns from The Simpsons in 1995. But,
2: wow. 1995. Wow, I thought I was more of a Simpsons fan. Or did you look it up?
0: Uh, I looked that up just oh, okay. to make sure. But, yeah, that was a super old episode. I remember being young when that –
2: and that was a cliffhanger of one season and then the beginning of the next season was uh you know. Now it's in.
0: just like please end. I know.
2: They've been showing a lot of treehouse of horrors this week, too, which have been great. Um I've been enjoying those because I've had a pretty slow week. Thanks for asking. By the way. And that re- was Impact. So week was next week cool, we'll try right? to Who shot Johnny Bravo? Uh, what's next for Rich Swan and his Impact World Championship match? And is Ken Shamrock really a cyborg? <laughs> let's move on to Jacksonville, Florida on Wednesday night. Cause we had a E W T- dynamite Di- because I can speak dynamite. Um, and you started off the show with Dasha Gonzalez interviewing Wardlow, um, and Sammy Guevara bumps into MJF and Wardlow afterwards. This then goes into your first match
0: of but the what night before that though. What's interesting. MJF said that if Wardlow wins the championship, he will then be champion because he owns Wardlow. That's right, kind of but, a million dollar man situation with Andre the Giant.
2: Yeah, so,
0: um, but yeah, uh, but, I, but I would like like it,
2: but, but yeah, he's Adam Page picks up a victory over Wardlow. Obviously, I mean it was a good match. Wardlow got his stuff in. You show why he, you, it showed why he was such a he's a good big man. Um, but like him kicking out of the F Page kicking out of the F ten, but like it it just didn't appeal to me because I knew it was gonna happen.
0: Yeah, uh, we saw John Moxley cut a promo about Eddie Kingston, and I liked Moxley explaining that this title match at Full Gear is not about the rankings.
2: Yeah, because Eddie Kingston's not even in the rankings, I believe.
0: Right, and then Eddie Kingston cuts a promo before his match about never being eliminated from that battle royal, from the, not call your shot, from the battle royale.
2: Yes, that's right.
0: I don't know what it's called. It's a, some sort of gambling reference
2: <laughs> the, uh, oh, i forget
0: the hit or miss battle royal i don't know yeah whatever it is I but eddie kingston defeats matt Seidel using the bulldog choke that moxley would use um yeah. to almost make matt Seidel pass out and then actually uh or to make him tap and then he locked the bulldog choke still in after the match to almost make him pass out and then he let it go and then uh uh, that's, yeah, I don't, I, I didn't like the fact that it was Matt Seidel in that situation. Matt
2: Seidel got a, a nice win this week on uh, AEW Dark.
0: Yeah, but who watches that? I watch it. But who, like, out of everybody, nobody watches that. You just don't watch it. It's a small fraction of people, come on. Okay, but but still. I would have liked to have seen a no-name in that situation, rather than...
2: I know, but it gives him credibility if he's beating somebody like Matt Seidel. Uh... Moving on. Uh real terrible segment here. Um with oh. Excalibur interviewing The Young Bucks. Um The Young Bucks saying that if they don't this uh, if they don't win the tag titles, they're never challenging for the tag titles again. Pulling the Cody. So, but this time God. I could see The Young Bucks winning. Mm. Yep. I know, which I don't like at all. I I mean, I want to see FTR tear The Young Bucks limb for blim. Did you again, see Matt
0: Jackson's earring during this segment?
2: no I just I can't help but why does he how why does one of the Jacksons have his hair down now instead of having it about it, yeah. it looks terrible also, first of all, I, all he's got all these split ends got to cut his split ends so his hair wow. looks more of a lush and fall it's just it's all over the place it looks like he hasn't slept in I didn't things. know
0: you were such a, a Zohan.
2: Yeah, come on.
0: (laughs) Did you uh, happen to notice, I guess, maybe them poking fun at uh, the internet marks perhaps during this when Excalibur's like, I know you for a long time, and they're like, yeah, duh, why do you think you have a job?
2: Yeah, no, I wasn't really paying attention to that, actually.
0: But, yeah, so if the Young Bucks lose against FTR, they will never be able to challenge for the championship's and then they'll eventually make their own. That's when the BTE titles come into play.
2: Yeah, imagine. If we can't have the AWS, we're going to make our own. Uh,
0: after that, we saw uh, MJF and Chris Jericho have a town hall meeting. Where We start off with Luchasaurus asking MJF a question. <laughs> we saw Britt Baker and Rebel there, and then they parodied the woman from the, the Trump town hall. I don't, re- Jericho.
2: I, I don't remember this. Uh,
0: well, was, I, I don't. It was I didn't two watch weeks it. ago. Why should you remember? Why should they like? Why would you do a segment from that was something two weeks ago? I don't know. That's the, that's out of the news already. But Peter Avalon shoots his shot. He asked to join the inner circle. They that's, all left Honestly, that, it that this and what came
2: with Bischoff are the only two things that I took away from this. Hashtag Avalon for inner
0: circle. And then it was. Uh, and then we have uh, Eric from Cody, Wyoming. That I, I, I see got Cody, Cody. I'm like, oh, it's Bischoff. <laughs> Yeah, and then Jericho and MJF uh, have words with Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff basically compares them and says they're the same person. I think, if I remember correctly.
2: I don't. I I kind of like phased out of. This. I'm like this. Is, it, it was too long for me. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But like I I, I understand.
0: But as weird as last week's dinner was, I enjoyed that more. The dinner was amazing. And this it's still, I thought people this still whole, whole, with it the exception of the the last portion of this I thought it was super cringe. I thought this whole segment with the except for the ending was super cringe. Because
2: now, like I feel like, and I said it too with last year's last week's dinner debonair, it was something different. This is just like now they're just trying to go over and above with this. But like now, they can't do these like in ring seg, like in ring like not wrestling style segments.
0: If if this was done two weeks ago, when the Trump and the and Biden town halls were, when Trump they like had that woman that was like, "Oh, Mister Trump, whoa, you're so sexy when you smile," sort of thing. If they did that two weeks ago, when it was like popular, like before SNL parodied it or after SNL did it, because they would have aired the next week then yes, maybe this would have been a better segment. But I they thought also, this was They
2: also filmed awful. this last week.
0: Well, it would have been two weeks ago. No, they I filmed think. it last week. No, no, I'm saying I think this, like, this segment would have been hot two weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, regardless. But Chris Jericho says that MJF hasn't beaten him yet and laid out a match for full gear. And if MJF wins, Jericho is going to allow him to join... The inner circle, and then Ortiz sets up a match with him and Sammy Guevara versus MJF and Wardlow for next week. Um which I don't really understand Ortiz's heat with
2: He's trying to defend the inner circle.
0: But Santana was fine with it.
2: I know. Well, listen. Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh next up, a match that kind of fell flat for me. Uh, it Was Cody Rhodes successfully defending his TNT Championship over Orange Cassidy? There was just it was too, there was too much going on here for me.
0: We saw yeah we saw Johnny take uh, Orange Cassidy out behind the referee's back, and then after the match there was a big brawl. Darby but, I mean, that, was high that... up in the the seats watching this.
2: St- Sting Darby Sting. Uh, yeah, but, and then at the the end of the match, you know, both sides get involved. Arn Anderson, uh, Dex, Co- Arn, in the face, Cody Rhodes gets the crossroads for the win. It 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 it, it frustrates me because the last match they had was so good, and now they just have to. Why am I getting what the hell? I'm getting <laughs> the pizza place that I go to. I guess has my phone number, and now they they're text messaging me. We've got family style trays to go.
0: You haven't eaten us in a while, Chris.
2: And I, I was there three times last week. Oh, uh, wow. oh my! Uh, but yeah, like I, the last match that they had was so good, and it was so much fun. And now this was just like too much stuff going on. Yes, I understand that it's a lumberjack match, but like there was too much interference on the on the on the back on the outside, and I don't know.
0: See, I'm glad you said this because I saw a lot of people put this over as like, oh my god, this was such a good match. And so I went in to watch this with higher expectations, but for me, it was just okay. Yeah,
2: it was okay. Yeah, again, it was okay. It wasn't, what was that match? It was Joe, Mr., uh, was it, there was a Lumberjack match, I think it was a SummerSlam kickoff show, which was maybe one of the best, Um, I think Jack Swagger was involved with it. It was Jack Swagger versus Joe Henning. Do you remember that match?
0: Jack Swagger versus Curtis Axel in a lumberjack match.
2: There was a lumberjack match at like a SummerSlam, and people were going on for like months saying it was the greatest lumberjack match of all time.
0: I don't remember that at all.
2: Yeah, I have to look it up.
0: Okay, but continue, Let's go. Let's continue on. Uh, well, we saw uh, best friends about to be interviewed, but they were cut off by Kip Sabian and Miro. Penelope Ford was dressed as Orange Cassidy, and it led to a brawl. Whatever.
1: Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Serena Deeb defeated Layla Hirsch to retain the NWA Women's Championship. She's the new champion, by the way. She defeated Thunder Rosa the night before, I believe.
2: Yeah, on uh, Universal Wrestling Primetime.
0: So, uh, then, but
2: then there goes there goes the speculation now. Oh my God, she's going to AEW. Oh my God, she's going to she's going to uh, Impact. Oh my no, God, I don't think
0: there goes speculation. She's she wasn't there. She was just uh, her face was there on the title, but
2: oh my God. But I a Bravo to Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb was a trainer in WWE perform in the Performance uh, Center. She got fired due to COVID, and now she's had the second life on wrestling again. It's awesome, and yeah. she's
0: always been so good. Uh, and I think AEW needs more matches like this. And everybody
2: was putting her over at Layla Hirsch. Yeah, everybody was putting her over at how good she was. She had a great match on Dark this week, also. Yes, I watched it <laughs> against um, who uh, Anna Jay, if I'm not mistaken. I and they put her over with her, you know, her wrestling and stuff like that. And she's really good. She's something different, and that's what people like. Well, that's what I like, at least.
0: And then uh, I thought for sure we would see like hikaru shida involved with this somehow because it's like how are you putting over another company's champion over your own champion yeah but that didn't happen we just saw hikaru shida backstage interviewed about nyla rose and hikaru shida then lays out the challenge for full gear i thought it should have been involved with serena deeb and not nyla rose but yeah, I, I guess maybe they'll do a super slow build to that. Maybe.
2: By the way, they say in that Thunder Rosa is uh, under contract with NWA till 2021.
0: So, NWA, like to, what do they do? I don't even know. Is that what's that primetime stuff?
2: That's David Marquez. Actually, he puts that on every week now. Um, but yeah, um, I have to look more into it. My apologies on that. Uh, but next up, you have Sean Spears defeating VSK in a squash big match. Big big pop for VSK. Uh, he's been all over the place. He was on Championship Wrestling in Hollywood. He was on now AEW Dynamite. He's been security on. Uh, he's been on uh, 205 Live, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. So, but awesome to see VSK it, here. He had a nice match on Dark again this week, um, which I watched last night. Um, but yeah, I mean this this is this match afterwards was more leading towards uh Sean Spears Scorpio Sky feud. Yeah, there As, was
0: a bull ring side and Spears threw him into the ring and then it was Scorpio Sky who hit him with the TKO. Yes. Main so, event of the evening, very obvious outcome. We saw Kenny Omega defeat Penta uh because Ray Phoenix is injured. He was replaced by by his brother. Which Kenny was like, technically, I should have had two buys in this tournament.
2: Yeah, well, that's Kenny Omega for you. Uh, I'm well,
0: just yeah, so great. I, it, it fits in the storyline where it's like, I think I should have had two buys because Joey Janela couldn't make the first match, and then Ray Phoenix couldn't make the second match. Yeah,
2: but I um, mean, it was it was a good match.
0: What did you think about this?
2: What do you, well, I mean, I. Me, personally, I wanted Penta, Errol, Zero Miedo to uh, win the match, but well, we obviously. all know when we saw the brackets that it was going to be Kenny versus Hangman Page. Yeah.
0: I wanted Phoenix to win this whole tournament, obviously, since the start. It was like, hello. Yeah. It's them.
2: Yeah, I, I love JR at the end. Oh, it's been a, wall- a long, winding road, but Kenny Omega finally reached his destination. No,
0: we all knew he was going to reach his destination. <laughs> <laughs> also, when Top was one. the last time we saw the AAA Mega Championship? Defended? Uh, it's no, defended. not defended. Not defended. Just with Kenny. Oh, never. I, right. I, I, get, what I guess was that? Of... <laughs> that was super random.
2: He just, but he just walks out all like stone faced with these women with with brooms, which is a hey, so silly.
0: So I hate silly. that entrance. I hate that entrance.
2: It's so silly, but I guess you know they're trying to make him heal. Everybody hates him.
0: Do you think him. they're? Do you think they're uh, Jacksonville Jaguar cheerleaders? Absolutely, they are. They have nothing to do right now. Actually, to, to football's <laughs> playing so.
2: Um. yeah so I mean yeah You. but they, they probably had to see it be like oh hey guess what Kenny Omega's the mega champion he's gonna defend it against Laredo Kid soon why are you letting your Impact Wrestling stars go to Mexico and defend their titles it's ridiculous
0: well that was AEW <laughs> Dynamite hey Chris got a match of the week Versus match of the week. Versus match of
2: the week. Yes, I do. In the spirit of Halloween and how it's Halloween today, if you're listening to it or it's yesterday or it's the day before, whatever, regardless, use that coupon code, save 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. The ultimate Halloween match. The ultimate Halloween havoc match that I watched this week because I've been bored. I had a lot more time on my hands. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. Title versus mask match. Uh, maybe one of the most iconic cruiserweight matches of all time. Eddie Guerrero coming out looking like a million bucks. Ray Mysterio, the iconic ring gear that he got as an Elite uh, Series 67, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm mistaken, I, somebody please correct me I can't keep on up it?
0: with those figures.
2: Uh, that, that one's cool. I saw it in the store, and I was like, do I buy this? No, I don't. But <laughs> going back now, I should have bought it. Uh, But anyway, go check that out, match it's out. It's on the network. It was the first time I signed on the network in maybe a month. Uh, I
0: will. Uh, I will speak more about that in a second. Actually.
2: <laughs> All right. Good.
1: So let's stop it right here. So Dave can introduce your shoutouts. Hey, Brandon, you got any
0: shoutouts?
2: This is Miss Piggy, and you should be listening to moi instead of Brandon's shoutouts.
0: The first shoutout goes to WWE Evolution. I mentioned it earlier when I was talking about Monday Night Raw with Alexa Bliss's attire. I popped for it because it had been. Uh, It's been two years, two years to the date this week, this past week um, on Wednesday, and it's the one and only. It was at Nassau Coliseum. I thought it was really cool to be there live. Um, I know since 2018, a lot of people have been hoping that WWE would announce another one. Mm-hmm. but that's yet to happen but it was just cool to be there and see people from the the past like Trish Stratus and Lita Molly Holly I, obviously I pop for Kelly Kelly all the time Tori Wilson in, though in Ivory opinion, Michelle it, McCool in my opinion I feel like that was more like a glorified house show no I disagree man uh, Alundra Blaze was there as well but it was a very it was a it was a weird experience for me because like obviously i've been to live events and i've been to raw i've been to smackdown and i've Mm -hmm. been to nxt takeover so for me it was like a big mix of like the nxt takeover feel Mm -hmm. and it was also like a live event for raw and smackdown so in that sense you're you're right but like because some of the matches were just like jumbled together but there was still that NXT aspect feeling to it. Mm-hmm. You had the finals of the May Young Classic and a bunch of stuff happened. So, yeah, shout out to Evolution. The next shout out with uh, Halloween being this week, I am going to give a shout out, something that we spoke about kind of, uh, or mentioned in passing this episode as well. Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio from Halloween Havoc 97. It happened 23 years ago. This past week. Uh, and it's, I think, one of the best matches of all time, in my opinion. And if you've never seen it, I think you should definitely go out of your way to to check out this match. There's so many good spots in that match. And uh, just overall, you could see the chemistry between Rey Mysterio and and Eddie Guerrero. And that
1: match really, it it's up there for one of the best matches ever.
0: Well, that's what know? I'm saying. Yeah, of course I know. It's... That's what I said. <laughs>
1: i know it's it's incredible
0: yeah and then uh fun little shout out because like i said halloween is this is this week candy corn it's not candy corn it's hershey's (laughs) 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 which i know a lot of people call it trash chocolate but it's my favorite chocolate i'm i'm always gonna look forward to having uh hershey's candy product uh whatever well, except for the the cookies and cream bar because I don't like cookies and cream or if there's mm-hmm. nuts in it I don't like nuts in my chocolate mm-hmm. but uh yeah my favorite halloween candy of all time probably is a, just a simple Hershey bar hmm i think my favorite halloween candy
1: is i'm going to go with Kit Kat which like is a, this which mal- is a Hershey product <laughs> <laughs> well oh, in yeah, america no, at I least mean, it's a Hershey but product but I, I think i think i'm going to go with with a Kit Kat I think Kit Kats are amazing because you toss them in the, fr- in the freezer. I don't
0: like frozen chocolate like that. Oh, man, I My love it. My whole family it. does that. I'm like, I just want the chocolate.
1: Yeah, I'm going best candy is Kit Kat.
0: Did you know that Kit Kats was a Hershey product in America, but everywhere else it's Nestle's? No. Yeah, every other country. How? It just, they have the, the, the license there. How does that work? I have no idea. Magnets, how do they work? I, I remember, though, uh, Years ago, and when, when we went to Canada, we were looking at the Kit Kats, and they were Nestle Kit Kats, and everywhere in every other part of the world, it's it's Nestle's. But here in America, it's good old Hershey's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our. our... is right our mark out moment of the week uh, i got a few of them i gotta say uh randomly seeing wycliffe john show up to a WrestlePro pro show over the weekend yeah that's is pretty surreal <laughs> like random. he was just in town walking and he went to WrestlePro. pro yeah i thought was, that was pretty cool really random. Um definitely I said it before pop big time for the Wild Samoans showing up at Helena's Cell. I'm a big fan of Afa and Sika. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in a million years I couldn't have said like yes, the Wild Samoans would be part of this storyline. It just makes so much sense that they would. It just... does. It's it's weird to see them turning their backs on family too. But it's but not they're not turning it... their backs though. They're just they're just showing like If Jey Uso had won, it would have been Jey Uso in that position. They were just crowning him the tribal chief.
1: It's just a weird aspect to me with the family and everything like that. But I do understand it, and I also like it. Um, Yeah, something that I totally marked out for was I would probably um, – I know I thought of it before. I'm probably going to end up going with – Riddle Sheamus, I marked out during that match a lot, but that wasn't um, the original one you had. No, I told you to jot it down. Brother. You did. You told me to jot it down, and you know I would remember. Oh, I marked out big time for the Fiend, uh, for the promo with Alexa Bliss with the Alice in Wonderland, uh, Wonderland, uh, Wonderland Wonderland theme. I totally, I marked out for that. I love Alexa Bliss's portrayal of this character in this and yeah
0: uh also i want to uh mark out for funko announcing marvel lucha pops i don't know if you saw them the other week but they announced those and then triple a this week drops a bombshell and announced that those funko pops will be coming to life and they will be actually competing at triple mania this year in december so that's interesting. I popped for that, uh, and I thought that was cool. But those are our Markout Moments of the Week. Check us out, MarkinOut.com, iTunes or, or Apple Music. Nope, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Stitcher, Radio, Spotify Podcasts, etc. YouTube.com slash MarkinOut11, Instagram.com slash markinout eleven. At BTTG161 on Instagram and Twitter at DaveTheRape underscore MO at ChrisSweendog. Use- oh, I marked out, I marked out for uh, Bray Wyatt at the end of Monday Night Raw. Go Continue. to, to ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out, pick up some t shirts. Use the code regardless over on manscaped.com to get yourself 20% off and free shipping. We wish you. The The best best of luck in your future future endeavors. endeavors. Have a fantastic week.